everybody, welcome to the Bay Podcast. It's Coach James with Jake. Episode one forty four. Back with a recurring guest and new guest. Cole is back. Thanks for coming back. And then our new guest I'll introduce now is Jake Kimbro. Jake, how is it going, brother? It's good, man. Thanks for having me on the show, baby. Absolutely. Uh, for those who don't know, Jake actually beat me in a bet to get into this uh, podcast world. Jake, do you remember who has it? I forget. I forget what it was. Uh, I remember being drunk and playing a game with you and winning. That's all I remember. I, I, I think it was... We were watching a baseball game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was the Giants game. It was the Giants game. We were at Hooters. We were at Hooters. Giants and Who hit the single? Was it Gosman? It was the pitcher. It was the pitcher. Gosman hit a walk-off fly-out. There you go. Sack fly. The bet was if the Giants end up winning the game, then I get to be on the BA podcast. God, and a little over more than what two months you're on here, dude. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, happy Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday. Yes, I can't. It's Wednesday. Remember. Yes, it's Wednesday. Uh, Jake Franklin likes to say something about Wednesdays. Jake, how's it going, dude? It's going great. Today's Wednesday. Yesterday was Tuesday. But guess what tomorrow is, James? What's tomorrow? Football. Week thirteen. And boy, is it fun to watch football again. I'm having a blast this past couple weeks. Has nothing to do with the Niners winning, you know, four out of five. Actually, it does. But tomorrow is Thursday Night Football. Big game, big week. Playoff implications on the line throughout the games this upcoming Sunday. And I'm excited and ready to talk about it. Absolutely. But before we get into football, let's talk about... Um, obviously, the earthquake season is done. Right, Jake? Earthquake season is done? Yep. Well, let's talk about the second best team in the Bay Area, and that is... Yeah, but before we do that, it's time for a segment we are bringing back today. NFL news. The Arizona Cardinals have released long snapper Kyle Nelson from the practice squad. Big news there. Could uh, turn the tides in the NFC race. Um, I forgot I gave a shit about that guy. And his for- former Niner, long snapper, took steroids, but he's back. Also, <laughs> also, the Falcons have designated Stephen Means to return from IR. Big news there for the Falcons. Big uh, upgrade to their secondary. Uh, should help in the playoff run, but we shall see. And finally, gummy bears were originally called dancing bears. And that is your NFL news. Back to the question. Yes, we're talking about the Chicago Dancing Bears. Gummy bears were originally called Dancing Bears. Fun fact. How about that, James? The Cardinals. Big move releasing the long snapper from the practice squad. You never know if you need him again, but uh, we'll just see how that works for them. But uh, moving on. Earthquake season is over. The shark season isn't, though. It's in uh, full swing. 20 games or 21. What is it? 22 games into the season. They are 12-9-1. Uh, and one. Pretty good record, considering I thought they would be terrible this year. But, you know, they're fighting. They're fighting. Um, they won yesterday 5-2 in New Jersey against the Devils. Uh, Timo Meyer scored two goals. He leads the team with 22 points on the season. 
um, in, I think, 22 points in 17 games, I think it is, uh, which is a point per game, which is pretty good and among the elite. And that is your Sharks Minute. Well, perfect. Sharks Minute, there it is. Well, let's talk about some baseball news. Um, Jake, why don't you just start off about the possible lockout happening tomorrow? Ah, uh, yes. The lockout is pretty much a formality at this point. It's going to happen starting tomorrow. In typical baseball fashion, um, when when they're at their highest, something has to come in the way of that. And this past season, baseball was at record ratings, um, a great playoffs. um, But we're back to a lockout. Um, I think this is like the first lockout in the major leagues since... Ooh, I don't even remember. Because I know in 1994 they had the season c- canceled halfway through because of the strike shortened season. Um, but lockout, that's I think that's the last time it happened. The last time there's been a lockout was the NBA lock or NFL lockout, um, I think 2017, where there was they basically <clears throat> came back in August, like bef- like a week before preseason would have started. So they made it kind of weird there. But um, since the lockout has been possible, there's been a lot of action in free agency. More so than ever before. Usually, if you remember, James, a couple years ago, Bryce Harper was a free agent. Not just me. And make sure that you uh, include our special guest, Colin Jake, when you're talking. Yes, but you, but they weren't part of the podcast then. I'm bringing it back to you and me when we talk about Bryce Harper and the future Giants. Um, and how please, it took please him. Please refer to our guest. Yep. Please give me a shut up. And how. Please, please, please refer to our guest. It took Bryce Harper until March. To sign a contract with the Phillies. However, MLB's free agency is not happening anymore. Big moves everywhere. Teams signing big contracts. The Texas Rangers. Cole and Kimbra. How surprised were you when you saw the Rangers spent $500 million on two players? I don't know where I got the money. They're pulling money out of their ass. Like They just raided their stadium. And then, like, where are you getting this money? That's a good question. That that's also my question, but also at the same time, I think they're just tired of being trash. Yes, they yeah, were. They're just like, they're they're like fucking like, time. They're like, let's just throw a shit ton of money at it and try to become the Yankees, and maybe we won't be dog shit anymore. But well, I mean, big like, news: they're not. You the signed Yankees. Trevor Simeon to a giant contract that he's not worth. You're still probably going to be trash. He hit 48 I mean, home runs last year, one Gold Glove. What do you mean? Okay, so how old is he now? I think he's, let's see. He's like late 20s. He's late 20s. I think he's 31. How long is his contract? Seven years. It's a long so, one. So, you're telling me, let's say he's, I mean, he's 20. He has to be almost 28, right? 31. I would assume so, yeah. He's 31? 31. Yep, 31. Bro, you're signing a seven-year contract to a guy that's 31. You're going you're gonna to pay a guy 30-plus million dollars a year to play until he's 37? But at the same time, I will, as much as I personally have a bias here being an A's fan on Trevor Simeon, um, he can play second base. So, like, if they get... Well, he, oh, he's oh, going to uh, play his, second base. His, his, his name isn't Trevor, just to, just to say. Ah, uh, Trevor Simeon. Marcus. Trevor Simeon, Marcus. yeah. Oh, Marcus. Sorry, sorry. That's the quarterback for the... Uh, I'm on, like, four, I'm on like four hours of sleep. Relax. Um, But, yeah, Marcus Simeon. 
Um, no excuses. Yeah. I mean, he's second base. He's not going to be getting beat up. Like it's not like he's playing shortstop anymore. It's not. There's not like that big of a difference in how hard it is to play. I mean, when <laughs> you're throwing across mm-hmm. the diamond and tearing your shoulder apart day in and day out, rather than just giving a little fling from second base, it makes a difference. I don't know. As a guy that's played both positions quite a lot, I would say phys- the physical toll is not that different. In I, would say, I would say it's different on your shoulder. For sure. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I mean you can just like, like, take like Tylenol, bro. It's like moving a catcher to first base to prolong their career. Uh, those are like totally different things. Uh, but, okay. It's, it's an yeah. extreme Seven years exaggeration. Seven years for a 31-year-old for a 31-year-old is way too long, bro. A 38 years old. I'm sure there's an option where they can opt out or he can opt out, vice versa. I have not heard about the option. Plus, they'll probably just trade him back to the A's when the A's want to squeeze the last ounce of baseball out of him and he's like not as good. Yeah, it'll be the one pickup that I do think is sick though. Corey Seager. Corey Seager is a good pickup. Yes, he is. I agree. Ten years, three hundred twenty-five million dollars. He's twenty-seven. Let's see. I know Carlos Correa is twucks um, Fuck this guy's Seager. Corey Seager. Corey Seager. I think he's twenty-eight. I think he's a year older than Correa. Uh, he's see. definitely younger than Kyle, right? He's twenty-seven. He's right? twenty-seven. Wow. 27. Exactly. So you have him till again thirty-seven years old. I just don't know where like baseball is. If baseball starts to trend to have these people playing till like their late thirties. I think like I guess contract wise, obviously these players want to make their money, and obviously they're going to prolong playing as long as possible. But honestly, man, I don't know why baseball is allowing that to happen. I feel like it's going to kill it's going to kill teams in terms of like their financial ability to spend money. Yeah. You just can't. You can't. You can't spend. You can't spend thirty million dollars a year on someone when they're thirty-eight years old. You know, even if that's the last year of their contract, and maybe the last year they ever play. The production at thirty-seven is not worth paying a guy thirty million dollars when he's twenty-seven. I don't know. And also, no Seager has been but injury like injury prone. Getting like 40 super injury. Yeah. Isn't yeah. Scherzer getting a ridiculous amount of money too? Like, I mean, yeah, and he's thirty-seven, dude. Yeah, that's the. Or, Position players, here's my take, yeah. or my opinion. I'm willing to spend and give more years to position, obviously, give more years to position players than pitchers. Because pitchers of long contracts never work out. The Giants, for example. Johnny Cueto. Giants and Barry Zito. Johnny Barry Qu- 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 well, Barry Zito, it, I mean, it kind of worked out. They won two championships uh, with him. But um, Johnny Cueto, he had one good year in 2016 to the Giants. Had a six-year deal. Uh, was pretty mediocre the rest of his time as a giant. Um, had surgery also. Yep. And um, didn't Lincecum didn't come do something similar to that too? Like he, he never had a large league. contract. He wasn't the same. Yeah. Matt Matt Cain yeah. had a long had a long contract. It was like six years, and he had three good Mad years. And the last three years are just Mad. like waste of money. Um, Mad Bum did too, didn't he? Yeah. But uh, the thing with Scherzer though, what I don't mind about it is that even though it's a ton of money. It's not. It's only three years, so I can live with giving a like a big contract to a pitcher, shorter term but more money, because as I said, long term deals for pitchers very rarely ever work out. Like I don't even, I can't even recall like one that's worked out the whole entire time. There's always injuries. You have like yeah. the most injury prone yeah. position. 
It's like with Garrett Cole in New York. They give him a what twelve year deal or something like that. That's uh, like I, I would never, I would never give a pitcher that's that much years. Crazy. Yeah, just like the Rays, like the Rays did with uh, Wander Franco. They gave him like a twelve year deal, but he's you know he's twenty. Yeah, but Wander he's young. Franco's twenty. Yeah, he's twenty and young. Like, given longer term, the position players, especially in the AL, where there's gonna be there's a DH, where I would say that they're feeling. Yeah, that makes sense. Signing yeah. a twenty year old that is a absolute stud improved himself last year. You know. Invest in your guy. That that makes sense. But not a guy who's like twenty eight plus, and you're putting thirty million, forty million a year in him for the next ten years. Like Jesus, bro. That's I mean, so I would much do, money and no longevity. Like the late, also over thirty, the longest I give is like five years. Like that's like that's the, the late, like the, who who do you know besides Max Scherzer that's thirty five plus and has the production of a thirty two year old or younger? There's not that many. Albert, I don't, I don't yeah. know if there's one. Because the Angels, when they sent Albert Pujols, his last like five years, he was not. I mean, his like his stats were good, but like the amount of money they paid him for how oh, little production right. they got out of it was just a terrible deal. That's what I'm saying. Is these people want the? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. They want the name brands. They want to sell the tickets. I know, but you're not going to sell. He's not going to be a name when he's 38 and it's his last season. You're paying him 40 million dollars, and he wants to Dude, not I'm play because sure his arm. I'm sure there's a clause in his contract that they could cut him or do whatever with him. I, I don't. I don't think it's like all guaranteed money. No, well, it depends because I know. I mean, we talk about the Giants later, but um, you know they signed Alex Cobb to a two-year deal and they gave him an option for a third year. So maybe with Simeon, yeah. it could be like a six, like a seven-year deal, but like the seven years, like a team option or something like that. Like invests if he has like a certain amount of bats per year, um, certain RBIs that season, stuff like that. Uh, but I'm not sure the exact yeah details of his contract um, for Simeon. But the Rangers, and they also signed a pitcher too to like a sixty million dollar deal, and Cole Calhoun to a one-year like eight million dollar deal. So they spent over. I think five hundred seventy million dollars in like a two day span, which I Bro, give him Cole credit. Cole is a little; he is just goes to whatever team is going to pay him for a year. Yeah. I give that, but although I'm against the contracts they gave, like the lengthwise, I do respect the Rangers for because there's so many teams in the majors in MLB who just doesn't spend money, like the A's for example. Shouts like, out the A's. Yeah, they <laughs> they just do not spend money. Um, and they teams are like the Orioles, like they never try, they're not trying to win. Yeah. The Rangers are trying to win at least. So I, I respect that. The A's payroll actually might be under, I think, what was it, like 50 million? I read on the article this week. Yeah, and they're what? talking about actually, trading yeah, everyone. Too. I'm pretty sure I saw 40 mil. Yeah, they're talking about trading. I, saw, I read yeah. 50. I saw, I mean, I saw, that's a I saw high five. I saw 40 mil. That's yeah, they're trying to cut down the 40 million, which means they're going to have to get rid of. Basically anybody of like use, so like Montes, uh, Bassett, Chapman, Olson, stuff like that. But we'll see, we shall see what happens there. I mean, we were, we were never we'll going to keep them anyways. We were never going to keep them. Yeah, anyways. no, they were going to be gone anyway. Yeah. yeah, But Jake, why don't you talk about? I mean, you already talked about Alex Cobb with the Giants. Uh, I see that you had. Uh, I don't know if his name first name was Alex Cobb. I just know I have no idea. But you, you have other two signings. It's Alex Giants, Cobb. Then. Yep, Alex Cobb. Are you Cobb. sure it's not Randall? You sure it's not it's, Randall? Oh my god, shut the fuck up. I didn't know if it was Alex Wood too. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, there's two Alex. It is Alex Wood. Alex, Alex Wood, Wood and Alex yeah.
Okay. I think I think that the wood and discophony are or discophony, however you want to say it, are they 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 proved themselves last year. They're worth the money that we're spending, especially for the length of their contracts. Absolutely, and get two steals. Um, I think Cobb is a question mark for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like a three eight ERA or three six ERA last year. Uh, and I think it's pretty pretty average MLB. Two years, twenty million options for a third. So I mean, if you go for that third year, it'd be thirty million. You know, it's right up that same alley of price for. Wood and Discofani, like it's the same yeah. deal. So I honestly, I'm up for it. It's a cheap pitcher, and the pitchers that Farhan has has brought in, I don't know. They've they've done their job, and obviously they've put up numbers. I mean, who ever thought that Gosman was going to come up and post like a low two ERA? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and also did. when you go back to yeah. you know. Um, Drew Smiley, when they signed to a one-year deal in 2020, they rebuilt his value. The next year, he signs a big contract with the Braves. Uh, Drew Pomeranz, they signed him to be a starter. Before they traded him, they say, hey, go in the bullpen. Becomes a bullpen piece, gets signed to a big deal with the Padres. Um, the Cobb one's a little bit different because they're giving him more years and a little bit and more money. Um, but last, and I also agree that it's kind of risky with him because last year was his best year in a long time. Um, he was eight and three with a three seven three seven three eight ERA, ninety three innings pitched, ninety eight Ks. Um, he's kind of he like Gosman in a way, where he has so. like two pitches. He does where he has the splitter and the fastball too, and the Giants like that. So, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. He he also pitches in a really bad team, or he did pitch for a really bad team that had no other pitchers really around him yeah. besides, you know, Tani, but. Who else do you really have as a big arm for the Angels that he has any kind of like protection from? You know, who's the guy they got to go get? You know, they're not going to go after Otani. Right. Go after your next guy, right? You're going to go. I don't know. I feel like as a team, um, I don't know. Baseball's a long season. You got to. Well, there's a lot of tactics behind these lineups and stuff like that. So, in my opinion, you know, you never know. A couple of good pitchers around Cobb, what he does. Yeah. And also, I mean, the Giants, I'm, I'm not disappointed in their offseason. I kind of like what they're doing. Um, I'm not, I'm never a big fan of spending a ton of money in free agency. It it rarely ever works. Um, we see with the Mets, uh, what they're doing. Um, they're spending a ton of money. Uh, the Rangers, they spent a ton of money. Um, last year, the Padres did a lot, uh, and they were really bad next year. There's always one team that spends a ton of money in free agency who we all predict is going to be really good. Who the year, like the next season, they're below average. On paper. Below, yeah, they're better on paper than what they actually are. Um, so, and plus the Giants do spend money. They've spent over seventy-six million dollars in a free agency, which I believe is sixth highest in um, baseball um, so far. Um, but the thing with them is that it's short-term deals, where if it doesn't yeah. work, you get rid of them. But if you're the yeah. Rangers, you can't get rid of them unless you want to trade them and take back a lot of money and lose a prospect. Yeah, but who it. wants to pick up that money? You know what I'm saying? On the yeah, back there's not end that sometimes. many teams that can do it. Um, exactly. Yeah, and there's, there's still a ton of free agents still left to be signed. Um, I think people are freaking out because of how fast the free agency market's moving. Um, where, as I said earlier, usually there's like one or two signings, like in like November. December, there's not that much till like January. Then in January, it starts to pick up. 
But now since the lockout, it's kind of like NBA style where people are signing left and right to big money contracts. But there's still, if you look at the contract, the three are still available. There's still a ton of people left. Um, you know, Carlos Correa is still out there. Trevor Story, um, Eddie Rosario, players like that. Uh, pitchers as well um, on the lower side. So we shall see with that. But yeah, and speaking of pitchers, the Carlos Giants Correa, did lose. Uh, yeah. I would not be mad if Carlos Correa went to the Giants. I literally nope. would not be mad. I would be ecstatic. Trade, Jake, yeah. You Jake, just, that would be Jake really Walton. interesting. Yeah, you move. You put him at Jake third, Walton. and you just trade Longoria. Or he would play third base. There's no way because I mean, I I I'm a huge Brandon Crawford fan, and I might be biased, but he's the best defensive shortstop in the league. Yep, and he proved it last year. Yeah, you can't move him there. And he was really hot with the bat there too. Bro, he is. He quietly had an MVP season. I got completely overlooked. That's a different story. Just because it wasn't making a huge splash, but I agree. He's not. He's not like the face of the MLB, where a lot of these guys are like faces of the. He, franchise. He was for a little while there, though, during you guys' well, ridiculous run. He is now. Who, who's your face of your franchise right now? Well, we're the A's. We're, we have no face. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But I'm saying, who's the face of the Giants now? It's it's Brandon Crawford. Yeah. It's Buster Posey. Well, yeah, I, I think even even in his yeah. retirement, it could still be. Yeah, might, they might. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I'm so sad he retired, bro. Yeah. You guys, the that's, other that's, Giants that's like, fan. That's one thing you're gonna talk about, right? The, the Giants lost Buster Posey, right? I, I mean, what a guy! How, how, how many seasons in the MLB? Ten, nine, ten, eleven, something uh, like that. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven. Wow. Including when he uh, like got his leg snapped in half, and he still came back right. and had yeah, great seasons. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Comeback player of the year, I'm pretty sure, right? You did. Uh, you won two comeback player of the right? years. Yeah, there you go. So that's that. You know, future Hall of Famer, right there for Posey. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about Gosman earlier. I mean, how well he pitched, but now he's going to the Blue Jays. Uh, five year, hundred ten million. I see a comic here that says disgusting. Yeah, I put uh, that. Okay. Yeah, I don't uh, think it's the you, greatest uh, move. Why don't you go ahead and yeah. say, why you put that, Jake or uh, Kimbra? Why don't you uh, say that? I think that is a horrible move for the Blue Jays. To be completely honest with you, Gosman's track record, his age, and how much they're paying him. Gosman was, to be honest with you, pretty pretty poor the last half of the year. Um. Or I'd say not poor. He was average the last half of the year. And you're going to pay someone $110 million over five years, right? So it's 20-something million dollars a year. Uh, for for what? He's What is he, 31 right now? Yeah. Again, like it's these guys, they're paying these dudes who are 30-plus years old. Five, a five-year deal for someone who's 30-plus that's a pitcher that's been average at best his whole career? He's had like, basically two good seasons. Yeah. And he, one of which for the second half was not very good. Yeah. It's it's risky because, you know, they had Robbie Ray who left to go to the Mariners. You know, he won the Cy Young for him, for them last year. And Gosman against the AL East, it's probably – it's offensive heavy. Uh, the, the Red Sox and Yankees are all good offensive teams. The Blue Jays are really good, even though he's on the Blue Jays. Uh, the Rays, they always do what they do. Um, even though the Orioles are really bad and terrible, uh, they still have players on that team who like scare you offensively. I just think it's a bad fit for him going to the AL East. Yeah, from uh, the NL West. Yeah, like, and a big yeah. It's a pitching heavy league. To hitting heavy, and you're gonna go to a, a hitters heavy league and expect to succeed. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, and plus, I I wasn't mad the Giants didn't sign him. Um, no, too much money. Plus, I don't five years for a pitcher as we talked earlier. I don't like that. 
the 22 million a year, I don't think is that bad, but over five years, it can get, it could be really ugly. As you said, he basically had 2020 was good. That was half a season. 2021, he was good for to the All Star break. So that's risky giving a guy that much money basically off of one year and not even a full year, really. Um, yeah. So, I mean, good for him, though. Good for him. Good for him. He got the money. Uh, Blue Jays should be pretty good. Um, but yeah. I'm pretty I mean, sad the Giants might lose Bryant. I honestly, I don't think he played as well as uh, he could have or maybe what we spent on him. Yeah. But we didn't give up anything, to be honest with you. Is For the year, make a big playoff push. I don't think he delivered what we really wanted him to deliver. Right. He was ridiculously good in the playoffs. Leading up to it was all right. Um, he's a guy that I would not have, I would not mind signing to a five or six year deal at 28. I mean, he's 29 now, but I, you're like, he's a star, you know what I'm saying? So if you're going to sign a star for five years, he wouldn't be one that I'd be too mad at signing. Cause he's, that puts him at 34, be 29 playing 29 next year, but well, the whole year, five years, 34 years old. I mean, you have po- or, or Crawford who's 30, 34 right now, 35, I don't know. I feel like he's like one of those guys that I wouldn't mind spending that money on. I bet you he wants a 10 year deal. That's the, probably yeah. the issue. And he probably wants 30 million a year. He'd probably be looking for a 300, 400 million dollar deal, especially with what you see with Seeger, you know? And I think he's a better player than Corey Seeger is and he gets hurt less. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. I just know that I would prefer, I, w- I would like to keep him. I just don't know how likely it really is. Yeah, the thing of Bryant was that I was kind of shocked at how poor he was defensively. Um, at third base, he had trouble throwing the ball to first, which is kind of a big deal. I don't know. It's like it's like a quarterback having trouble throwing like a slant pass. Not a good. Um, in the outfield, he wasn't. He didn't have the greatest routes. A lot of the a lot of times he let singles turn into doubles. Uh, he he was good in the playoffs, but signed to a big money deal to me. Um, I mean, he – plus, it was his first year in the NL West. So maybe it was like him just trying to get used to the, the play, the, like the players, the ballparks, the pitchers, stuff like that. Um, I, lo- I, liked that, I liked how they went after it during the season and got him. Um, I think he's probably going to go – yeah. He's probably going to go to um, either Seattle, who's spending money to. Uh, Seattle should be pretty good next year. Um Teams like that. Um, well, he played with his brother. Or not, but I was, I who else is, that's who else is on the Mariners? They have um, Mitch Hanniger. Mitch Hanniger is pretty good. Kyle Lewis. Um, they have they have a they have a bunch of prospects who are coming up. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is one of them. He's like top ten in major leagues. Will the Rays be good again next year? Who? Oh, the I'll Rays or Mariners? Really? The Mariners, you mean? The Rays. No, no, I'm switching my question now. Okay, well, let me finish the question you asked first. Um, yeah, they have JP Crawford, stuff like that. They have a ton of prospects. Uh, Mariners should be pretty good. The Rays, yeah, they're always going to be good. The Rays could have yeah. you, me, Kimbrough, and Cole, and we could probably win somehow 75 games. That's how good like their coaching staff is, their analytics department, stuff like that. Um, the Rays are just... The Rays are a better version of the A's. Like a more successful version of the A's, I think. That is so scrappy. Yeah. 
true. Every every team that spends more than forty million on their payroll is better version of the A's. Well, I mean, the Rays barely spend that much. It's like oh, they, well. they always like trade like it's like he's out. He's arbitration eligible, yeah. which means for the Rays, yeah, he's gone. We're not paying him more than the league minimum, except if you're Wander Franco, then we'll pay you as much money as you possibly want. Um, so yeah. Wander's only twenty years old, and he got a how long of a year deal? To ten years? I think twelve it's years. Twelve years, a hundred and ninety million or something like that. Uh, but he gets a lot of like, let's say like MVP bonuses. Like if he finished like in the top five MVP voting, he gets like a bonus, like a million dollars a year. Oh, stuff like dude, that. This guy's nickname yeah. is El Patron. Yeah, you also know That's he has a brother it. named Wander Franco too. He was a former giant prospect as well, and I think his dad's name is Wander Franco. Jesus Christ. Let's see. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Christ. His dad was named Wander Franco as well, it says right here. And his son, Wander Franco. Wander. Franco. Jesus Christ. Wander Franco Jr. <laughs> Wander Franco. <laughs> his, his brother is Wander Alexander Franco. Wander Javier Franco. His dad, Wander Franco. His mother is Nancy Ibar. Uh, sister of Eric. His mom's name is Wander Franco. Yeah, his uh, his name is Wander Franco, and his son's name is Wander Franco. Not not a lot of um di- diversity in names in that family. It's basically just one name. That's all it is. <laughs> He's got a stepbrother too named Jake Franco. Imagine. Wander Call of Duty money. Warzone Franco. You can give me some money. <laughs> okay, it was eleven right. eleven year deal, one hundred eighty two million dollars with a club option for twenty. 33, which I will be, be 38 honest, years that's, old. That's an absolute steal. Is that what makes it the 12 years, or is that, that's that's what makes it the 11 years with that option? No, 11 years fully, 12 years the option. Oh, okay. And you'll be 32, there and I'll go. be 38. That is such a steal, dude. That is uh, 10 yeah. million well, a year. I mean, that could be up for arbitration. I could see that one being up for arbitration later down the line. You know, he might hold out for some stuff. Yeah, I was going to say arbitration. Yeah, he keeps brother. being a stud. He's they gotta give him more money. <laughs> yeah, he'll be. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, it is a risk though, given a guy who's played half a season in majors, an 11 year deal, 12 year deal. But he's like one of the best prospects in recent memory. So you can't hate it because he's going to be a superstar for years and years. You just hope he doesn't become like a Yoan Moncada, who although is really good, the hype around him, he hasn't really delivered on that. Um, but I think Franco is going to because I think he's insane. He's really. I mean, good. he's a younger, smarter, less flashy. I'm saying in terms of star power, uh, like Tatis Jr. In my opinion. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, he batted 288, seven homers, and 39 RBIs this rookie season. Um, those aren't the greatest numbers to go by off of if a if a hitter's good or not. Uh, his OPS is eight ten, uh, but he plays. He had a stop. really great postseason, though. Yeah, and plus, I mean, he's him. Plus, batting two eighty eight at twenty years old and over two hundred ninety at bats, you can't Pretty complain solid. about that. You just can't. You can't complain. Like what? And power's gonna develop. Yeah, it's like with uh, Juan Soto, in the in Washington, he's twenty three. He came up when he was, I believe, twenty as well. Um, he's twenty three. How yeah. old is nineteen? He came up when he was 19 years old in his rookie season, 116 games, uh, batted 292, a 406 on base, 923 OPS, 22 homers, 70 RBIs. 
at 19 that's years old. Different. That's Juan Soto's also a future MVP. So let's be don't. <laughs> Did he win it this year? No, no, that was Harper. Harper won it. Juan Soto. Harper, Harper won. won it. Yeah, Harper two times. Even though MVP. I think Juan Soto probably gave him a run for his money. Juan Soto's Juan Soto's season this year was insane. He had a his four sixty five on base. The last half of the year was absurd. He walked 145 times and struck out only 93 times. Oh my God. OPS of 999. Jesus. And he's 23. Insane. He's a future MVP. Multiple potential MVPs. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. He's 20 years old. Future, future Oakland, Oakland A when he's not 39. Yeah, he's, yeah the A's are going to have to be old. sold 7,000 so times. Sorry, to be we're not even, we can't even afford him. Let's talk when about 39, maybe 42. Yeah, let's talk about some poor teams. I mean, the A's now. Absolutely. Let's talk about the poor team here in the Bay Area. Where's Cavill at? Is he on a boat? Las Vegas. What? Um, Dave Cavill? Every time There's a little the giant... talking going on here. Let, let me let me let let's, let me lay down the thing, and you guys can talk about baseball. Right, right. I'm not gonna. I make fun of Dave Cavill again. Um, A's moves. I'm just stated. Uh, yeah, moves. Who did they lose? Cole, just list them out. Yeah. Uh, well, for starters, we lost our manager. That was that, hmm. was, that one was like kind of a little surprising, but I mean, do they have a manager now? <clears throat> What? Did they hire anyone yet or no? Um, I the A's? Yeah. The no, A's. I've been. They haven't hired anyone. They haven't hired anyone. That that is what I heard. And so, I mean, honestly, I've been paying a lot more attention to football just because I'm sad during the A's off season usually because we lose everybody. Yeah. But we already oh, lost shit. Marte. We already lost Monte in Canada. Uh, Marte went to the Mets, I believe. Yeah. And then he uh, did. I forget where Canada went. He went to the Mets too. <laughs> Package deal. He also went to the Mets. Oh, yeah, both, both of them. The okay, Mets, lol. <laughs> I remember one of them did. Um, but, yeah, so, LOL. Um, we kept Pinder and Kemp. Yeah. They were talking about, like, a lot of from what I read, it was just, like, everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah, we're going to tear down the whole roster and just not pay anybody. Again, yeah. And lose a bunch of games, but be scrappy next year. That was, long story short, it's depressing being an A's fan. Do what I do. Get an A's jersey if you're a fan. Don't get a last. Don't get a name or yep. number on the get back. Get a blanker. Get a blank on the get back. Get a blanker. I, I have I have the gray blank jersey. Um, it's depressing. Just let's just go to the Warriors. Just hey, but the gray one looks good. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I gotta get something Oakland before they leave because they're probably absolutely. going to leave. Yeah, they're probably gonna leave. Yeah, they're probably gonna go yeah. to Las Vegas. Portland, lol. Though. But yeah. Portland? Question mark. I don't know. What the Portland, the Portland A's. A's? They probably changed their name. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I think we already talked about some big three agent signings around the league. That's the start of it. Um, what are some? Um, just list some names off. What are some notable guys that should be getting signed? It's either after lockout don't even think about it but what are some big names that are still just waiting to be signed that you guys think should be signed soon well we talked about a little bit carlos correa is one of them um right freddie freeman he's freddie a great freeman well right yeah he's i think he's like uh nelson cruz yeah. was a free agent too Tony Watson's a free agent. Giants. Um, no, I'm joking. Not a big old name. But um, Giants. 
Giants. Um, you know, Carlos Correa, Giants. I mean, I want to be mind. I want to mind that. Freddie Freeman Cruz, is also a free agent. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's that. down to the. Uh, oh. <laughs> they think he's going to re-sign with the Braves, uh, but as you know, I'm a Braves fan, dude. Come on. But as you know, MLB reporters on Twitter like repeating the same shit every day, five times a day, without changing anything. Um, but last I heard, it was that he was um, he's supposed to sign with the Braves, but the Blue Jays what? and Dodgers are teams to watch. Interesting. The Blue Jays, if they sign him, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Is gonna go probably to third base. Didn't the Dodgers sign someone today too? They brought someone back who was also old Dodger. Oh, Taylor. Chris Taylor. Chris the Dodgers Taylor. though lost a lot there of players go. though. Big, well, not a lot, but I mean, like big pieces. What about what about Nolan Arenado? I thought I thought his deal was for a while in St. Louis. Oh, because he could, he was he was potentially gonna opt out this year. He can opt out this year. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna. I think he. I'm not sure when you have to decide that by, but I think he's staying there. I know that his old teammate from the Rockies, Trevor Story, is a free agent. Um, yes, also a free agent. That's correct. I heard that there's some rumors that he might – teams who are interested in him who have a shortstop might be looking to put him in center field, which is an interesting thought. Um, I can see a team he's, like he's – the, He's the one who had cancer, right? No, I'm that's, so sorry for no, that's a Trey Mancini, Mancini. of the Baltimore Mancini. Orioles. Yes, that yes he's the one who had cancer. Yeah. But I could see teams what like what a legend. Yeah, Trevor Story, like teams like teams that value positional flexibility, like the Giants, the Dodgers. Uh, I'm not saying these are teams the that sign or anything like that. You know, the Red Sox, the A's, the Rays, teams like that who like players playing multiple positions. Um, Do you know who's one guy I really wish the Giants would have gone would have gone after in this market? Chris Taylor. Yep. I agree with that. I I, I like Chris Taylor. He plays everywhere. When Chris Taylor plays against us. He's an I hate shit. him. He's a really good baseball player. He's no I Max Muncie. I hate that guy more than anything life can ever give me to hate. Max, oh my, Max Muncie just pisses me off. But if they sign oh, Freddie Freeman, <laughs> well, no, I don't want that to happen. Actually, no, keep Max Muncie. Because I don't want Freddie Freeman because Freddie yeah. Freeman is better. Um, Wait, but, Are they trading Max Muncie? Or it, what, no, no, I, I'm just saying. saying I, I didn't hear what you said, sorry. I no, I'm saying that. that how we talk about Freddie Freeman, how the Dodgers and Blue Jays are teams that could be interested in him if he doesn't sign with the Braves, which I've heard a lot, um, that if they sign him, they already have Justin Turner at third base. Max Muncy right. could play second, but they have a young player there. They have Trey Turner, who might be moving to short because now Seager's gone. But they have that. They have a young prospect <clears throat> at second base. I believe his name is um, – oh, I forget his name. Fuck. But he played in the postseason against the Giants. Um, he's, a, he's a left-handed batter. I forget his name. Um he might be oh, second yeah, base. yeah. He hit, he hit that ball he thought was a home run, and then the wind yeah. knocked him down. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, God. That ugly fucking blonde mustache. Yeah, what's his name? He's a top, he's a top prospect. Left-handed oh, batter. He plays second and center. Um, oh, God. That was the game where they were blaming it on the wind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wind. Yeah. You know who didn't have a problem with the wind? Evan Longoria. Hit the ball harder. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Dodgers uh, second baseman. What's his God? What's his name? Damn it! You fucking. You better figure it out, and then we'll end baseball talk there. Def chart. Let's see. Def. Gavin Lux. Yep, that's the name. He could be at there second, but Muncie. I mean, he's gonna be out for a while because he has a torn. I think they say he's a torn UCL, which you Anus. know. Oh. No, he has that too. A torn UCL <laughs> is not good. 
a torn UCL is not a good thing to have. It is different though for position players, but um, and plus you can put him at DH if you need to. If there's a DH in the National League, um, but yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Uh, that's baseball talk. Uh, let's move on to some basketball. Let's talk about the Golden State Warriors currently sitting at eighteen and thirteen. Um, they did indeed lose yesterday to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, who are they without? Did. Um, without Devin Booker, left in the first. I think he left in the second quarter. I think it, I said I put leg injury because I wasn't sure, but I think it was a hamstring injury. Anyone remember what it was? I, I think it was a hamstring. Did you say eighteen um, and thirteen? They're eighteen and three, dog. Sorry, dude. I'm dyslexic. I think Sorry. it's a knee. Oh my God, I think it's a knee <laughs> issue. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm dyslexic, dude. God, dude. I'm so sorry. My bad. Um, it, dyslexia adds things now. Okay, cool, 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 cool exactly, cool, cool. exactly. Cool, 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 cool. Jesus, but yeah, uh, they played a terrible game. We all agree. I think twenty six turnovers. Yeah, way too many turnovers. It's hard to watch. I stopped watching. I mean, how many times can Steph brick shots? You know, and do you expect to win? Yeah, I mean, I put here Steph very off night from the guy. I think he was. Let's just look at the stats. I think he was like he only made three shots the entire game. Um, he was like three for some, like three for like twenty one at one point. I'm trying to remember. Um, he was four for twenty seven for some reason. That's ringing a bell. Four for twenty one. You got the four. No. Right? There you go. Gotcha. There it is. Um, Pretty three bad. Fourteen from three. Um, like, like you said, Kimbra, a lot of brick shots from three. Not a lot of it was falling, falling. But the crazy thing is, you only lose by nine. Um, but the thing is, the they couldn't take advantage of obviously Booker leaving. I mean, which sucks, right? I mean, um, you yeah, you know about that, James? The... What? I don't have like, I haven't really gone through it and looked at all of it, um, like researched this enough. But it seems like every time a team uses like loses their best player in in the game, for some reason, it feels like more times than not they end up winning the game. Now, this doesn't mean they're gonna be great I about them have... the rest of the games. Like, for how long is it gonna be out? It's not mean they're gonna win every game, but it seems like. Right. When he leaves, like your best player leaves, you win the game. Like remember the Warriors and Kevin Durant against the Rockets in Game Five a couple years ago when Durant left uh, before he tore his Achilles in the finals. Um, yes, they were losing. He gets injured, leaves, and they come back and they beat the Rockets. It's like in game the six. rally, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, 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 like a, it's like a big rally that they're like, oh, we have to step up now because one of our superstars is gone. Are there? Yeah, and they end like, up winning the game. It's, it's time, right? You know, yeah. I mean, and like I, I feel like. It's a, it's a lot. Not necessarily, it's a lot harder in other sports, but I think it's. I'm, gonna, I'm not trying to. I'm, try, I'm not trying to use the word easy here because obviously it's not easy to lose a superstar player during the game and all of a sudden try and come back or you know still win the game. But I feel like in basketball, it happens a lot more often than it happens in like football, for example. Like you lose your starting yeah. quarterback, you're probably going to lose that game. Yeah, you're fine. You're Let's also not pretend like the Suns are a bad team. They're not. Yeah. No, absolutely not. I, I think Jake was telling me yesterday. Every time Jake talk about how Jake Carter just just knocks down shots every time he plays the war. Yeah, that fucking. Oh my god, he's. Oh, I hate him. He does nothing it's against like any other team yeah. until he plays the Warriors and he's fucking prime Ray Allen for some reason. It oh, it grinds me. <laughs> it's like prime me Ray off. Allen. He, 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 he's in the corner every oh time. Oh my god, it, it's it's a swish. It's it's crazy. Dude, to see Jay, Jay Crowder has not shot like that. I, Ever since he was like on the Celtics. Never ever. No, he felt like that on the Celtics. No, he did. But like, no, he, did. No, he absolutely did. But yeah, he absolutely. There's, al- there's always that one player 
regardless of the sport, who just kills your team every damn time and you just hate him. Like, remember when the Dodgers had Kike Hernandez? How that MFR would always hit a home run against the Giants whenever he played against Bumgarner? Literally, he, he was game. the best player in the league when he played against the Giants. Against everyone else, not as good. Against the Giants, he's incredible. With the Niners. Um, I mean, he's been, a pretty, he's been pretty stud-like on the Red Sox. Yeah. yeah that's like, true. With, with the Niners, it's like... <laughs> Who's who's a damn? Who's a guy? Russell Wilson. I know, but Russell. No, I'm think, I'm thinking of guys like who's not that good, but for some reason who's not that good who always goes off. Yeah. Um, let me think. Let me think. He has some out names too. I I couldn't I couldn't think one at the top of my head right now. Hey. There's no way. I don't mean uh, well. Like I mean, mine is kind of like Russell. But I was just saying, Aaron Rodgers likes to bury the Niners whenever he can, but I mean, he's had though. he's yeah, also yeah, different, yeah. I'm but trying like, to. He's, been, he's been stellar. <laughs> he's been stellar against the Niners, but he's also been absolutely terrible against the Niners too. So, not the greatest. Oh, so, I know, yeah, James. Right. I know one. Yeah. This is kind of a blast from the past, but Sean. Al- no, because he was good too. But I was thinking of Sean Alexander with the Seahawks, but he was good oh too. Oh my God, he tore up the Niners. Oh, I know. We went for the Seahawks. Travis Homer. Oh my God. <laughs> Who the hell's Travis Homer? Oh, Until he faces the Niners, he's prime Barry Sanders. For some reason, I don't get it. I don't understand. He's terrible against any other team. The Niners, he becomes the greatest. Dude, he's a shifty dude. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. He's quite a shifty guy. There's like um. It's like the words. It's yeah. With the, the Giants, it's easy. It's Kike Hernandez and Max Muncy. They're just incredible. Even though they're pretty good Chris players. Taylor. Yeah, Chris Taylor. Um, this it just yeah. Jay Crowder's one of those fucks. Ricky Rubio for some reason against the Warriors is also really good. I don't understand that. Um, uh, wait, but it's always it's always I mean, oh, we've, uh, probably, we've had this scenario as well. It's like every time it's any team who plays the Warriors, they always seem to have their best shooting night too. Oh, it's, Fred Van Fleet. Well, let's not pretend like you don't have to though. Mike no, Miller. No, no, you don't have to. No, I'm just. But I'm saying you're playing the best shooting team in the league. You're gonna go out there and say, "I gotta go, go out and shoot there. them." Exactly. So that's a, they have that mentality, right? Yeah, it's all mentality. We're going up against the Warriors. Yes. It's like, yeah, it's like it's the same thing. Yes, there's another level of mentality. It's like how when exactly the like Kiki Hernandez thing. They're playing against the rivals, right? I'm playing against the Giants tonight. Like, yeah, fuck the Giants. I'm gonna kick the shit out of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's all mentality. Yeah, it's it's always it's always gonna be someone in your division. I mean, regardless, I mean it's it's always gonna be like that. You can be the shittiest team in your division, but when you're playing a division rival, you want to play your best. That's just that's just how it is, right? So that's how it goes. Um, yeah, took the L. They play. When do they play? When's their next game? Um, the Warriors will be playing. Probably they play <laughs> the Suns again. Um, but yeah, uh, the Suns uh, crazy November for them. They went <laughs> seventeen game win streak. I think they went undefeated in there. Um, Andre. <laughs> um, one guy we've been, one guy we're missing. Uh, Andre Godala. He's been dealing with uh, what injury is it, Jake? I can't fucking remember what the injuries um, are. Dude. I think cock injury. Yeah, we talked about this like a couple minutes ago. Um, I'm trying to forget. I'm trying to remember. Oh, knee. It was like a knee thing, which I get swallowed up, but it's not like anything serious. They're just like, we don't really need you until like the playoffs, really. So yeah, right. Um, but so he's been out with an injury. I think the past nine games he's been out, and then um, Clay is almost back. Um, <laughs> we'll get him in. I think Christmas, Christmas day. time. 
Christmas Day. No, it's going to be before that. It's going to be before that. They said it's the 20th or something like that, the 22nd or some shit. They want them to return at home. Yeah, so it's going to be one of those games um, for Clay. The Wiseman's also set to return soon as well. Uh, I think I heard some news on Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. They've been designated to go to the Santa Cruz Warriors. Yeah, um, that's because they have a game tomorrow, with, I think. Yeah, So, um, but with that, I mean, I don't have anything else to add for Warriors Talk. Do you guys have anything else to add? No, just a just a bad game. Give credit to the Suns last night. They played really well. Um, well, they Chris actually Paul didn't play really well. Unbelievable. They played well enough. The Warriors just had 3,000 turnovers. Um and plus, um, they just didn't shoot the ball well. But credit to the Suns because the Suns get credit for playing good defense. Yep. Yeah, definitely. They put uh, Steph in a, <clears throat> in a bit of a uh, bind playing defense on him. But yeah, let's talk about uh, the Santa Clara 49ers now, a.k.a. the San Francisco 49ers, currently sitting as a 16 at 65. Um, thought the season was lost. Um, yep, I thought, man, we're fucked for years. I thought, I thought it was done, over with. After Cole McCoy just absolutely demolished us at home, <laughs> getting absolutely destroyed by Cole McCoy and James Conner. But I mean, you would and Zach Ertz and Zach Gertz. But I mean, mostly, I mean, I think I tweeted this out when it, it really reflects on the type of teams. I thought it was over. Really, I mean, yeah, when you have Colt McCoy as your starting quarterback. It can really reflect on what the kind of team that you are when you're losing to that to Colt McCoy like that. And James, the backup, and with no DeAndre Hopkins. Also, it wasn't just James. James, it wasn't just losing; it was getting embarrassed, getting kicked around, demolished. Should we shout out? Should we shout out Sword for uh, Zachary to two touchdowns that game? Yeah, we absolutely should. Shout out Sword, his favorite player in the NFL. You know what's funny though? Hertz has been really good for the Cardinals. He has been. No, he's ever since he's gone onto the onto the Cardinals, he's been he's been playing really well football. Which goes um, to show how bad or how not ready uh, Jalen Hurts is yet. No, yeah, Jalen Hurts is not. I don't know. Like fantasy wise, he's been pretty solid all year, but I don't know. Yeah. They've they've been rumoring that he's not quite the guy yet. Looking at I Zach, mean, Ertz, yeah. yeah, yeah. Looking at Zach Hurts' stats with the Cardinals: twenty-two catches, two hundred sixty-nine yards, nice, with a uh, three touchdowns. Nice. Yeah, he's been a stud, and that's good. Or Dallas, that's Dallas good. Goddard, yeah. Dallas Goddard is still just suffering over there. Yeah, he's the just, I mean, he that's in five games. He's hey, played I five mean, games. Suffering with money, though. I mean, he, he he got paid, so I mean, he's suffering with some money. So. Yeah, but I mean, I oh no, I'm suffering money. in my mansion. <laughs> <laughs> um, true, but yeah, thought the season was lost, but they're heating up right now on a three-game win streak. The Niners are. Uh, also, their playing. defense looks like the old defense too. Like when they had that really good run, that Super Bowl run, and they get to play really good Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, so now they're playing Seattle on Sunday away uh, in Seattle. They're currently set at three and eight. Uh, not a good team. Doesn't uh, matter though; do. they could be zero seventeen for thirty straight years. I will not be confident against them in Seattle <laughs> ever. No, never. Well, I mean, the Niners do like indeed, they do indeed like to play on the road well in Seattle. It's it's kind of crazy to see. Um, obviously, uh, the Super Bowl run year, um, when Drake Green last stopped uh, the touchdown at the goal line, that's just what comes to mind. I think Kendrick, uh, Richie James Jr. returning a touchdown uh, during, a, during a win. I mean, the Niners play, I, I feel like, it's obviously like you just said, they can be Owen, whatever, but still so very hard to play in Seattle every single time. It's just the way they are. Um, oh, really? so injury up, 
Yeah, some injury updates with the Niners. Uh, Debo currently dealing with a groin injury. I think I've seen one to two weeks. Uh, it was good to see that um, he was in the tent, the blue tent. Um, but then he stayed on the sideline for the rest of the game. He didn't have to go into the back and immediately get treated or anything like that. So he was in, that's a somewhat of a good sign, right? James. Um, I put here, yes. When you when you first saw the injury, what did you think it was? Because I thought... Uh-oh. I thought it was Achilles has snapped. Go go go! go. I, want... I thought you thought Achilles was snapped. I thought Achilles I mean, got snapped. Yeah. I mean, the way that he just turned over and he was his face was on the ground. I mean, I I, I can agree. I mean, Achilles, true. I would think that he would be on his butt though, with his leg is out like that. Um, but he wasn't. So I, I thought it was a concussion. I thought he was like, uh, <laughs> like he got hit pretty hard. I was like, oh shit, concussion. But I mean. Grand injury. I mean, hopefully it's not it's not too severe. One to two weeks, obviously playing uh, two away games in that span. If he is indeed gone, the Seahawks and then the Bengals are both away. Um, we'll, we, we lose our second. We, we lose our uh, our best playmaker on offense for sure. With Debo, obviously with uh, you know you have to step up and George Kittle there too. And Elijah. I don't. With, uh, I don't really have a lot of confidence in Ayuk though. No. I okay. Like Hold on. I, mean, I will defend Ayuk here. Oh, 100% defend Ayuk here. He's been in Kyle Shanahan's doghouse all year for whatever reason. You know what? I'm saying, I'm saying, does that mean he's going to step up, though? Like, does that mean he steps up, or does that mean he flounders? No. Like, if you're in the doghouse, I, you're I, 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 I think he steps up. I mean, coming off his best game receiving-wise against... <laughs> Sorry, I'm blanking. Against the Vikings with, what, 93 yards? Well, here we go. Three, I have the stats just, right here. On just three catches, so... Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, his last five games, he's had 23 receptions, which is about 4.6 per game, which equals about 65 over – or like 67 over 18 or 17-game season. Um, Yards-wise, 134, 160, 245. He has 336 yards receiving in the last five games with two touchdowns. So the last five games, he's been heating up, which – is good because Ayuk, he was in the doghouse. We all know this. Before this five week stretch, he had nine catches for about eighty yards, and not good. Not good. Not not good. Yeah, he was in the doghouse. Kyle Shanahan trick, dude. I'm telling you. But now it'll be some random practice squad receiver that goes off. It, it, yeah, it, it worked Jawan out. Jennings. What um, yeah. what Kyle Shanahan did where they thought he wasn't you know working hard enough in practice. He's he's shown that he could take that kind of that kind of criticism and turn up. Now, can he replace the production Devo Samuel has? Probably not, because Devo Samuel is producing at a rate that has never been seen before. He's the first receiver ever to have a thousand yards reception, a thousand yards receiving, and I believe five touchdown rushes on the season too. Yes. I think he's the first uh, receiver in, since I think Antoine Bolin uh, to have a thousand yard uh, thousand yard season. Yeah, well, um, but the first receiver because we'll George Kittle had thirteen hundred yeah. yards. Yeah, yeah, first, yeah, no, that's why. Yeah, first receiver. Yeah, since Antoine Bolin, like I said, um, but we'll talk about him and his stuff later. Also dealing with injuries, Fred Warner uh, dealing with the hamstring injuries. Also one to two weeks, but also another guy who just stayed on the field, stayed dressed the whole entire time. Um, obviously, uh. Injury can linger, so I mean, we'll see how that goes. 
uh, Dre Greenlaw. Um, they haven't rolled him out for Sunday's game, but uh, I think I see Ian Rappaport or uh, Adam Smith to tweet out. I want to uh, huge, long, yeah, huge long shot for him to play on Sunday. But Aziz Alshakir has been playing very well in his um, in his in his spot. And I think with Fred Warner gone, I think I've seen Aziz is going to be playing middle linebacker. I think David Lombardi could be that out um, in his place. I mean, it's going to be a tough one in Seattle with um, Aziz playing middle linebacker. But, I mean, we have other guys there, too. Marcel Harris can play linebacker. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, a nickel with Quan Williams being on the field a lot more. Um, it's another better, it's another, uh, just another better defender to have on the field with guys missing there. So we'll see how that goes. Um Let's talk about Elijah Mitchell. Beast. Absolute fucking stud. Um, Beast. He's a, he's a, he has a future. He's, he has a yeah. future yeah. in this league. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, um, I think he's... I think I see these tweets all happen all the time. Um, he was made in the Kyle Shanahan lab to be in this... Uh, the yeah, zone offense for sure. Yeah, to be in the zone offense for sure. I mean, I'll just go off. Um, I think he said 19 carries, 22 carries, and then 27 carries this last game. Last two games. Absolutely insane. Um, yeah, just being just 20 plus carries in the last two games. I mean, speed the guy the ball. Um, sixth round pick, Ricky, doing his thing. Poor Trey Sermon, though, right? Thoughts? No, I think Thoughts? this is right. I think this is right when you add Tracer because well, that's he's exactly injured what now, Shanahan so, does. Yeah, he's injured though. So. He's gonna well, be out even though well he's questionable this week, is he not? Yeah, but it it's more they said questionable, but it's more doubtful. Okay. Well, whoever else <laughs> then maybe if J- if Jamichael Hasey's healthy again, maybe insert him again. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's, at some he's point, been designated to come back. Jamichael Hasey I've seen and then I mean you have Jeff He might Wilson be back this week. The tendered vet. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he might be back this yeah, week. Yeah, that is, you know. There's still Raider too many. I, I would not like any running back, fantasy-wise at least, I would not like any running back from the Niners unless they were literally the last running back on the depth chart. Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, Elijah that's Mitchell's changed that, though, because he's – this season he's he has, five, he has um, <clears throat> four games with 100 yards rushing. He's second in rookie rushing – while playing three fewer games than Najee Harris. His yards per game, which I believe is like 84, 88, is fourth in the NFL. His yards per carry is 4.8. He's averaging more yards per game than players like Nick Chubb, running backs like that. Um, and he's a sixth-round pick. Okay. okay, but I'll counter that with, didn't we all think that Raheem Mostert did the same thing like two years ago when he was actually healthy? Wouldn't Raheem Mostert doing the exact same thing though if he was healthy? Like he's also be able to understand that Raheem Mostert is a fucking Raheem, animal. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying didn't we think the same thing when Raheem Mostert was healthy two years ago and playing in the NFL in this offense the same like very much a similar way that Elijah Mitchell is putting up absolutely ridiculous numbers doing the same exact thing. Well, you're setting your guys up for success. You're setting up those like the same kind of runners, like the speedy, not massive yeah, guys. Yes. But what I'm saying For is after that, we saw the emergence of Jeff Wilson. We saw Jarek McKinnon get involved that season as well, a lot more towards the tail end as well. Jarek McKinnon. So I'm just oh, saying. McKinnon. That guy. Oh, Jarek McKinnon, sorry. Yeah, that I'm guy. Just saying, that, that guy I'm just saying yeah. it's not – it's literally Kyle, Kyle Shanahan does this all the time. Yeah. 
He does well. He's his dad did it too. You know, Alfred Morris, yeah. his first year six round yeah. rookie who who uh, Elijah Mitchell kind of reminds me of a little bit faster than uh, Alfred Morris. But you know, his, yeah, Alfred Morris was more of a like a yes, like a, a power, power back. Guy. Six uh, round picks. He's, 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 he's a little more heftier than Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, but six, I mean, two, both he six did his thing. You know. Um, they had. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. While Elijah Mitchell is just dead, <clears throat> don't be surprised if something else happens. Like, Arian Foster. This too, is Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan guy. Dude, you're just anti Shanahan, dude. We get it, all right? I am yeah. anti Shanahan. Yes, I think he's a jackass. Yeah, you'd sell your left nut. <laughs> you'd sell your left nut for him to be the coach of the Raiders. Yeah, well, I would love for the Raiders just <laughs> yeah. to make playoffs. <laughs> Yeah. Or well, how about this, Raiders? Have a winning record for once. Like you've you've had two winning records in the last twenty years. I was six. I know. How do you think it's? How do you think it feels? It's depressing, Jake. Let me tell you. <laughs> let him tell you. All right. Well, yeah. Well, let me I just want to put that out. Elijah Mitchell, absolute stud. Let's move on to our favorite quarterback in the league. Huh? <laughs> yes, our favorite quarterback. Trevor yeah, Simeon. Oh, oh, I mean, give me Trevor Simeon. Jimmy G. Playing well enough to keep the boat afloat. But the Niners, like I said before, are running football team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> since week 10, they have run the ball a total of 125 times in a three week span, compared to throwing it only 67 times. That's not too shocking. Time. No, absolutely not. It's not shocking. You know what the game plan is, James, with Jimmy Garoppolo? D-F-I-U. Don't fuck it up. And he hasn't fucked it up the last couple weeks. That's basically what they... Absolutely. He's like, hey, hit the open receivers on slants. Don't throw interceptions, which he did last week. A pretty terrible interception. But watching Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins play was kind of funny. But I give Jimmy Garoppolo this. You've never seen him line underneath the right guard on a fourth down and have to burn a timeout in a big play at the goal line, basically. And that's what Kirk Cousins did. <clears throat> Kirk Cousins, I'm sorry. I was on the Kirk Cousins bandwagon thinking it was actually pretty – he's actually better than what we you think were, he is. You were heavily on there. Yeah. You were pretty invested. Then – then it's, that's that's until he plays a big game. Then Kirk Cousins, just Kirk Cousins himself. Throws the pick, got a, got a fumble. Lines underneath the right guard instead of the center on the fourth down, as I said. The Vikings are just, you know, the Vikings are the Vikings. And Jimmy Garoppolo, as I said, DFIU, don't fuck it up. <clears throat> That's all Shanahan wants him to do. Just play within the system, throw the ball to the open guy, hand the ball off, don't take sacks, and just help us win games. And that's what he does. I, I, I will say, I will say, I don't think Jimmy G is deserving of all the hate he gets, though. That's a lot of hate. Yes. He gets a lot of hate, dude. I don't think he's very he's a very serviceable quarterback, I think. Yeah, the last he's couple not, weeks have been better. Earlier in the season. He's an average he's an okay. average quarterback playing in a team that needs an above average quarterback, but you know, you live with it. What else are you gonna do right now? You you can't I, play I think he's a I think he's a shittier version of Dak. He, he, like, you know, I don't think he's a, Dak like, can move. Oh, Jimmy I don't know about that can. He just doesn't have to. I'd rather have Garoppolo over Kirk one. Cousins, though. That's you look at the contracts. Wow. Look at the contracts, <laughs> though. Okay. Okay. No, no, this is out. no. Hear me out. Hear me That's out. Literal crazy talk. Hear me, <laughs> hear me out. No, hear me out. Hold on. Hold hear me hold out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. 
Kirk Cousins over the next two years is going to pay a combined James. Kirk Cousins over the next two years is going to is going to a combined seventy four million dollars guaranteed. You know how much money Grovel has guaranteed over the next couple of years? Zero. Who would you rather have? A guy you can cut for nothing and get rid of, or a guy if you cut you have to pay seventy four million in cap against your cap space already. Hear me out. Hear me out. Aside from all the money bullshit and all that, give me Garoppolo. Garoppolo is actually won big games. What has Kirk Cousins ever won? Aside, aside from all that other money bullshit, all that stuff. I mean, I'm gonna give you this. Give me Garoppolo okay. over Matt Stafford. Holy shit! Can, no, can, stop. Can I speak or no? Can no. I speak? Yeah, you can. You can speak. Can I, can you can I, speak. You can speak. You can speak. Can I speak or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. Are, are, can, can I speak or you can interrupt me or? I'm having a reverb moment right here. I'm just trying to trying to speak. Go ahead. Go ahead. Joey G, like I said, keeps the hey, cool. uh, right right now. <laughs> he's doing he's doing his thing. The biggest thing here, I I, I shared this I shared this via Jake on Twitter DMs because I wanted to say it earlier. <clears throat> the money down in the NFL, everyone knows it's dirty. When you have Jimmy Garoppolo at shotgun when it's on third down, more likely than not, he's gonna he's gonna get it there. Like Jake said, don't F it up for the slant route. Jimmy G is money on third down. Can we agree? Super Bowl yes. run when we needed big when we need to push the ball down the Until, field or we need to yeah. just get a third down. Until it's him. Over. Jimmy will get the ball there. Yeah. We've seen that. And, and Jimmy G does get all this hate for not being a good quarterback when he's in rhythm, when I know it's like if there's a, he's not good when there's pressure in his face, all that shit is true. He's not. But when it's there, the ball gets there. The one thing that Jimmy can't do, though, is push the ball downfield, right? Yep. What, what can what he, can what, he is not a deep can, ball threat? Exactly. What can Kirk Cousins do? For the people that who have it in his team, right? It's and it's not obviously he has Adam Thielen, he has Justin Jefferson, but he can throw the ball downfield. True. What did we see? I in agree. The what did we see? What did we see in the preseason with Trey Lance <laughs> with Trent Shurfield? He was able to throw the ball downfield, yeah. right? We're obviously waiting for that. Right now, it's the slants. It's the I'm a toss it an inch away from my face to Debo Samuel, which was going to work, obviously. But if I wanted to, in the system that Shanahan has that we saw in the preseason, which I thought we were going to saw see, excuse me, in this like right now, we're obviously not seeing being able to throw the ball downfield. We'll see it later on, but not right now. At this moment in time, Kirk Cousins is it. If he had Kirk Cousins on this team, he'd probably be maybe the same record. No, I think you guys have a better record with Kirk Cousins. I was about to say years. maybe one more win, maybe two. Because you can't forget, you can't forget in even in Shanahan's scheme, what Kirk Cousins excels at is the play action. And yes. if the Niners can run like they do run, where they just force it down the other team's throat, the play action becomes very valuable. And having a quarterback like Kirk Cousins that excels running, that play action. But so when you're running forty plus times a game, I also think you realize that that play action threat of a slant is also absolutely insane. And you know who's going to deliver that almost every single time is Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. I know. I'm just saying, if, if, I'm just saying no, if you're on play action, we're talking play action, tell me that 
play action slant route is not something Jimmy Garoppolo executes eight times out of ten in big situations to keep the keep drives alive. He keeps drives alive. Kirk Cousins. Know, that's why. That's that's what I, that's what I alluded to, right? The twenty down and third down. But he he definitely gets it done. Yeah. He just makes two mistakes and can't throw the ball deep. That those are his two. Those are his two downfalls. Those are his two downfalls. Who am I willing to take? Aside from having to pay one more than the other. I mean that is a big part. Oh of it, but... God, I'd rather I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> but it's like I go back to like, at least I go back to this. In a big game, who do you trust more? Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins? My I dad. Pizza. <laughs> yeah. Neither. Pizza yeah. is ass. I trust I trust Garoppolo over Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins. I've never, I haven't seen Kirk Cousins win a big game in my oh, life. Oh, what? Oh, you, you said their names both at the same time. Who do you trust? I trust uh, Garoppolo over Kirk Cousins because I've never seen Gar- I've never seen Kirk Cousins win a big game ever. What? What's the big game he's ever won? At least with Garoppolo, he got to a Super Bowl. <laughs> now you could say he was carried by the Russian attack and the defense, but he still got to a Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins has what done? One of the, has won one playoff game. And don't get me started on Matt Stafford. Because Matt Stafford, what has Matt Stafford ever done? What big game has he ever played in? Nothing. The Rams are frauds. We've already went over this. Like, Matt Stafford, I, I'm sorry. Matt Stafford, Not I've not been impressed with him the last couple weeks against good teams. There's this stat that was you know, brought out last week that before they lost to the – well, after they lost to the Packers that – now, I don't know how true this is, um, but I did see a stat that said um, – He's nine in, he, in his whole entire career. He's nine and seventy against teams with a winning record. I think the Rams this season, teams above five hundred, they're five and zero, or some shit like that. And teams above five hundred, they're like one and four. Wait, so you mean so? Okay, you meant teams below five hundred, they're five and zero against teams above five hundred, they're two and four or whatever it is, right? One and four or some shit like that. It's like it's 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 glaring to see the Rams that they can't be a good team. Because they're seven and four. They're a game ahead of the Niners. Niners have the tiebreaker. Well, they play again later on. But uh, I mean, week eighteen. We'll see them soon. That might be for the second wild card or the first wild card, whatever it is. Because I don't think maybe the what? fifth seed. I mean, if we yeah, keep winning the way yeah. that we are playing right now, it's it, it's you it's, play the Cowboys or the fourth seed, whoever. The South, so it's uh, the South is a disaster. Not the South, no, the East. It's the East. It's the East. No, but the Cowboys are the seven East. and four. Who's in the South? Oh, the Bucks. AFC. The Bucks. So it'd be the Bucks. They're, number, they're they're the they're the second seed, I thought, or the third seed. Okay, so fourth seed. Then we don't want to be the sixth seed. We don't want to be the seventh seed. We want the fifth seed. So we yeah, have we to played, keep on winning. Yeah, we play probably the. East, yeah. But I mean, the playoff picture is kind of taking shape a little bit, like a little bit now. We'll talk about the playoff picture later. Okay, okay. Because um, I do want to talk about the NFC South and how bad that division is. But we'll but talk yes. about that playoff picture. Yes, absolutely. Yep, but yeah, yep, yep. Well, they run the ball forty-four times against the Rams, forty-two times against the Jags, thirty-nine times against the Vikings. It's obviously glaring that we 
I think I, I, heard, I talked about this earlier in podcast that the Niners don't have an identity. They know what the fuck they're doing. They find their identity again. And the 29 Super Bowl runs that they ran the ball. Yeah. Every fucking down. Jimmy G didn't, Jimmy G didn't fuck it up. And they played good. Ben, don't break defense. Okay. That's, that's about it to use. Ben, don't break defense. Obviously, teams are going to score in the red zone. But if it's, I'd rather have it be a field goal than a touchdown. Right. Hold the ball. Win turnover battle. You win ten possession battle. That's something that is going to win. Is Debo a top five running back in the league if he was given the same workload as other backs? Or yeah, he's top five. Question, he, he's right top now. five, but he's not five, four, three, or two. He's he would be an <laughs> absolute dude. He would be one of the. He's he's absolutely insane. I think he'd be. I think he would shove it down people's throat every time he needed to, and it's just faster than everybody on the edge. So, you know what he reminds me of, James, Cole, and Kimbro. You remember Percy Ooh. Harvin? I do remember yes. Percy Harvin. Yes, Debo's I recall De- Percy Harvin. Debo Samuel is a Percy Harvin on steroids times five trillion. That's how yeah, good Debo a, Samuel he's is. He's a Percy Harvin who stays healthy. Is what he is. I mean, he's better than Percy Harvin. As a receiver, at least. Okay. Per- now, as a Percy playmaker, Harvin Percy Harvin some, was insane. Percy Harvin did some amazing things. <laughs> yeah, Percy, Percy Harvin did, did some things. Let's just say Percy yeah. Harvin did some things. He's, he, but you know what? He, they're no Cordell Patterson, seven-time All-Pro. But Percy Harvin, um, I mean, in college, he was insane. In the NFL, he had some good seasons. He wasn't the player people Vikings. thought he would be. When he was on the Vikings, Percy Harvin was legit. Yeah. That's who, yes. that's who Debo reminds me of. No, like no actually, Harvin. hold on. No, Seattle, Seattle Percy Harvin was pretty legit, too. Also, isn't it Percy Harvin? Did Percy Harvin fight Golden Tate? Is that a story I heard? That I don't remember. I but yes. a teammate. That's Debo. A thousand receiving yards for the first time in his career. Year three for him. He currently has 203 rushing yards with five TDs on 25 carries. Yeah, Percy Harvin he's had... He's averaging. He's averaging. We're still talking about Percy Harvin? The, oh, my God. Yeah, Percy Harvin was a one-time Pro Bowler in 2009 due to, you know, uh, kickoff returns. But Percy Harvin, his lo- most yards in a season, receiving-wise... Oh, my God. 967. Jesus Christ. 967. And Debo has, what, 1,006 yards? Um Last two games, he hasn't given the ball much receiving-wise, but running back-wise, he's been... I mean, he's been no. There's no adjective to describe how good Debo Samuel is. Eight point one yards per carry. He's a beast. Five touchdowns. It's simple. He's a beast. As Cole said, he doesn't have to stay healthy. Um, but luckily for him, it's none of it's been like catastrophic season-ending injuries. It's been a little like a hamstring here, a groin pull there. Well, it's just like an NFL. He, 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 he only played seven there. games last season, so we'll see if injuries take a toll. But yeah, well, what, was, what was the injuries last year? last year? Was it a broken foot? I know he broke his foot in the off season. Thank, thank you for the heart. I really appreciate that. Hearts, fam. <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, talking about Debo. I'm older than Debo. Eight point one carries on twenty five. Uh, Eight point one uh, yards a carry. It's pretty fucking insane. I love the end rounds. Um, 
yeah, like Jake, uh, like Kimber was saying, he's just too speedy on the end, on on the sideline. Once he gets to the edge, he's just gonna beat you. Um, there's somebody in his face, he's not gonna juke you. He's gonna run. He's gonna run right through, right at you. Um, he's that guy. It's kind of like absolutely. It's kind of like a. It's like kind of like George Kittle in a way, where George Kittle just wants to run you over no matter what. George, George Kittle wants to inflict so much pain on you that like you feel sorry for even thinking about tackling him. Because against the Jaguars, they're up, they're up thirty-four to ten. Crazy person. Yeah, they're up thirty-four to ten with four minutes left. He gets the ball. You know, instead of going down like most people, he wants to run through like three defenders on the Jags. You know, like George, you're up by three touchdowns. It's against the Jaguars. Calm down. But if he if that's if he doesn't play how he's if he doesn't play that way, George Kittle's not as effective as he wants to be. He has to play like he's going to run the George you over Kittle style football. Yeah. Which is what Debo wants to do. He wants to run you over. Elijah Mitchell wants to run you over. Ayuk I mean Ayuk doesn't really want Ayuk to run you over. He can you. though. He wants to jump over you. Yeah. He wants he wants to jump over you, yeah. So does Kyle Yuschek. Oh, you check is another certified crazy person. True. It is amazing how many is Josh is, is Josh Norman good or bad? He's bad but good. He's a bad good. I think he's Yeah, I agree. He excels in certain things like force fumbles, so he's like you noted, but yeah, like force fumbles, he currently leads the league with seven punched out balls, aka force fumbles. Yeah, but if you make a mistake or every other play and you blow coverages... Yeah, he leads the league in force fumbles and PIs. In coverage, he's an absolute fucking liability. Oh my... Horrible. And the thing is, is like, Josh Norman, like, historically, is absolutely insane. It's weird of Josh Norman, though, because it feels like most of the plays against him that are, like, that hurt the Niners... It's pass interferences with him. Like he had one last week against Justin Jefferson on a third down. Um, I think near midfield they were driving. I think it's the first quarter or first half. Um, but it's like Josh Norman that when he gets like a bad play against him, it's a penalty. It feels like more more often than like a, somebody caught the ball. A big um, play. Yeah, which like it's like it's like it's like in the Colts well, game. The Colts had that one player where it's like, hey. Carson Wentz, throw this ball 20 yards under thrown and have the, re- the receiver just run into Josh Norman. It'll be a penalty every time. And it was like three of that, three times that happened in that game. And that's what helped him lose the game. Yeah. That's tough. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Comeback player of the year um, for the Niners, at least, Nick Bosa. Uh, 11 sacks on the season. I think tied fourth or fifth in the league. And he leads the league in tackles for loss of 16. He's he's insane. That's called an animal? He's the best he's, pass rusher. He's, he's been an animal. Yeah, I mean, he's Nick Bosa. I don't expect him to not be. He's one of the best, I don't know, defensive linemen in the game. He's the best. He, must, he might be one of the best Niners pass rushers since what? Off the edge, at least. Alden Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah, Alden Smith for sure. Well, no, no one's ever going to pre felony. 
Free felony, all the time. No one's going to have 33 and a half sacks. You beat me to it. No one's going to do it. Because remember, against the, was it against the Steelers, James, where like 2011 or something, he had five sacks against Ben Roethlisberger? I said that when Alden Smith, um, free felony, free felony. Yeah, like Kimber said, he was a fucking stud. Um, but obviously that was also a different defense. Yeah. But Jesus. yeah, Nick Bosa should be in the lead for comeback player of the year. I think he, it should yeah. be a, should be should be a mortal lock for him to win it. Now, is there a comeback player? Is there a defensive comeback player of the year, or is it just like? Uh, one comeback player of the year, where it's like offense and defense, because that's the case. Then. I, mean, I think I, I think it's it's, it's a one off. Then it might be I don't Dak. Know then anyone offensively? Oh yeah, I mean Dak. Ugh, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, press box, The Cowboys are just fuck terrible. the Cowboys. Yeah. Shout out Landry. Fuck the Cowboys. It's okay. The Cowboys shit the bed last week. They they lost three in a row. To the Raiders. Shout to the Raiders. Did they? Did they get killed by the Vikings? Because who's the team that just demol like no the Cowboys just the Cowboys got demolished by a team recently, I think it was the Vikings. Well, they got morally demolished by the Raiders. True. No. Not, morally, not like absolutely, morally absolutely got demolished by the that, Raiders. Although I will say that was that was a really good game overall. The Cowboys no, got uh, Michael Gallup. Okay, it was like. The Raiders and Cowboys were like, you win, oh, no, 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 you win, no, you win. Like, literally, like, the entire, <laughs> yeah. no, never mind. The entire like, fourth quarter. No, I don't no, really no, feel like, like winning. They, yeah, it's like, yeah. Absolute yeah. Worst game ever with 10,000 flags on the field. That was a lot, a lot of oh, P.I. calls. That was yeah, the, I mean, at the end of the game, was, the what it, was it Brown who had the pass interference? He literally didn't even turn around. He had four that game. Dude, it's yeah. so bad. It's like, yeah. uh, it's so like hey, buddy, uh, put your hands off the receiver and turn your goddamn head around when the ball is coming. Just once. Literally. No. Just one time. Grab him again. Save the Pretty game. Good. Also, the Cowboys beat wow. the Vikings 20-16. to 16. In a game I'm thinking about where uh, the Cowboys were in a game where a team got demolished, they demolished the, the Falcons 43-3. to three. Okay, there but the is. Falcons are pretty awful. And they're 5-6 and six hey, during the playoff the bubble, hunt. Dude. They're five and six, dude. They're in the bubble. In the playoff, okay, right? but literally, but before, uh, before last week, I believe it was like how many? It was like forty consecutive plays, and the Falcons hadn't scored a touchdown. Yeah, like they're in the bubble. That was that was not a good. I mean, the Cordero Patterson, of course, went off last weekend. Seven time All Pro, which is a good sign. Seven time All Pro. Seven time All Pro. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean. It's a good sign of life from the Falcons, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on them. Oh, that was an all pro. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the. That's Snyder's talk. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to add. They play the Seahawks Sunday. Seahawks. Let's look at the line. We'll just talk about the line real quick and see what they're at right now. Uh, Niners are currently favored minus three and a half. Isn't it in Seattle too? It is in Seattle. The it uh the, the spread opened up at two and a half, went up a point. People are hammering the Niners on the points, but I, I would hammering, hammering the Niners too. Russell Wilson did Seahawks not look great Wilson. on Monday. One and a half. They did not. They looked like shit. They're, Russell Wilson they're, 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 they're he did not look good, you know. He's I mean, been terrible. I mean, also, how are you going to go through a whole half of football and not target DK Metcalf once? Well, I was, I'm playing against him in fantasy, oh, oh. so I was very happy about that. Do it next week, too. 
I don't know. Well, yeah. I'm just saying there's no way you can expect to win while not giving your best player the ball. Also, Fair enough. also we can all agree that game on Monday night. <laughs> holy shit. That was terrible football by both teams. Yeah, no, it wasn't pretty. That was just, oh my God. Imagine being a team, fan of those two teams. Jesus. Seahawks, are free, Seahawks, yeah. wow. I mean, yeah. They're, they're done. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the NFL player picture as a whole. Starting with the AFC. I'm going to go through it and then we'll talk about it. Ravens currently sitting in the one seed. They're currently eight and three. Patriots, surprisingly, in the second seed, eight and four. Titans also eight and four in the third seed. Chiefs are the fourth seed at seven and four. Bengals, fifth seed, seven and four. Bills, sixteen, seven and four. Chargers are in that last wild card at the seventh seed at six and five. You have a couple of bubble teams here with the Broncos at six and five, Raiders six and five, and the Colts who are six and six. What are you guys' thoughts on this player playoff picture right now? I think the best team in the AFC. I thought right now. I, I honestly thought the Chiefs and Bills would be a lot better. Chiefs are picking it up recently. Yeah, they're they're starting to pick it up. Thank God. I am surprised that the Titans are eight and four, given how <laughs> poor Tannehill's been, and you have AJ Brown who hasn't done literally anything this whole Derek year. Derrick Henry's out for the rest of the season too. I think they lost two in Worth a row. So you have Derrick Henry out. You have Julio Jones on IR. AJ Brown's out for the next they put, game. They put. AJ Brown on IR. I definitely agree. And bro, how are the Titans eight and four with Ryan Tannehill not throwing to anyone that we fucking know? <laughs> and also not having Derrick Henry in the backfield. It's it's crazy to hear and see. But I, I will say though too, they've also lost to some pretty bad teams if you look at their four losses. Yeah, the, their four losses yes. are really bad. Texans um, the Jets. Lost to the. And keep it, keep in mind those losses came when Derrick Henry was on that field too. Uh huh. True. Lost to the Very Jets. True. Yep. Lost to the Cardinals. Got demolished. Um, lost last week against the Texans. Then they got oh, two weeks ago against the Texans, and they got demolished by the Patriots. Who? I think the Patriots right now are the best team in the AFC. I agree. I actually, I, I agree. agree with that. Yeah, they won five yeah, in a row. Defense is incredible. Mac Jones, although not putting up incredible stats, um, as a rookie, Mac Jones has been really good. And me during the in the off season when they when I was considering drafting him, we thought we said he's going to be a good player. However. I don't want the Niners drafting. We said at I'd rather pick kill three. myself than have Mac Jones and the Niners. That's what we said. Yeah, especially at pick three. <laughs> the Niners stayed at pick twelve and drafted Mac Jones. I'll be like, okay, that's fine. But they traded up to three. Oh yeah, no, absolutely sure. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. If we had traded up to pick Mac Jones, I I, I would have maybe off myself. Yeah, Mac Jones has sixteen. <laughs> Mac Jones has no, sixteen no, no, touchdowns to eight interceptions. Traded up to take Tracer or uh, Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah, dude, Trey Lance the fuck. Also, Damian Harris has been pretty good for the Patriots this year. Damian Harris, the, guy that, um, the other guy, Stevenson, the other back, also good. Yeah, um, uh, Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. Stud. 
Absolute right. Former Niners, former Niners, former Niners, former Niner legend. I'll say it. Yep, yep. Uh, I think oh. I think Kendrick Bourne's been absolutely great for um, New England, which is kind of funny because they've never had like even the good receivers they've signed have not really panned out for them in the past. They haven't. And right? I mean, it's coming, I it's mean, kind of crazy to see it pan out now. Except yeah. for that random. I mean, Kendrick Bourne. I mean, Kendrick Bourne being like the number four, number three receiver on the Niners. I mean, he is. If you look back at it, he was Jimmy's guy on third down. So, I mean, it's good to see that he's doing his thing over there. Dustin Aguilar, okay. They're finding their way with Hunter Henry. I, it just seems to me that every time they're in the red zone, they're going for either or tight end. They're going for Jonas Smith. They're going for Hunter Henry. And they're like closer to him. They've been the odd man out there, though. He is. No, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I agree. Seven I think touchdowns this season. There was a three-week span where it was Hunter Henry. Not a touchdown every single week, but he only caught the ball in the red zone. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, um, he has seven touchdowns. But yeah, yeah, their defense. Matthew Judon. Judon's been Good. an absolute stud. Good. Um, but yeah, Patriots. I definitely agree with you, Drake. They're, they might be the best team in the NFC as yeah. a as a team overall. They they might be the best team. Yeah. Then moving on. I to agree. The, moving on to the NFC. Uh, best team, I think. I'd have to give it to. Uh, hold on, well, let's let's list them. I didn't list them all out. Oh, okay, yet. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't get ahead of yourself here, but. Whoa! Slow down there, Buckaroo. S- slow down there, Buckaroo. Packer yeah. up, Buckaroo. Cardinals, first seed, they're nine and two. Uh, Packers nine and three right now. At the two seed, Bucks are eight <laughs> and three. At the three seed, Cowboys <laughs> sitting at seven and four. With the four seed, Rams with the fifth seed sitting at seven and four as well. Like I said before, the Niners with the 16-6-5. And the 7th seed, you have the Washington football team at 5-6. And, <laughs> and in the bubble, you do have the Vikings 5-6, and six, Falcons 5-6, and six, the Saints also 5-6. and six. Frankel, who is the best team in the AFC, uh, NFC right now, in your opinion? I have to give it to the Cardinals. Now. Do I think, now. Ooh. I think they're the best team. Now, do I think they're going to be uh, in the Super Bowl? Gonna... No, I think the Bucks are going to be in the Super Bowl. But the Cardinals right now, I, I, they're the best team. I think I'm going to go a different <laughs> way. I'm going Packers. Honestly, I don't know how the Packers are even – like the way they started this year off, like, who would have thought they would be 9-3 right now? They got absolutely thrashed by the New Orleans the Saints, led by Jameis yeah. Winston. Yeah, they're 9-1 and one in the last 10 games, I think. Go, go, eat, go eat a W – Go eat a W, everybody. Go eat a W. Um, go eat a W. But uh, literally, <laughs> I think the Packers are putting together, and it's looking pretty good for them, I think. You guys are all crazy. The best team in the NFC is the 49ers. You guys are all fucking crazy. Yeah, true. Yeah. I didn't know who the best team was. I, I just said they were uh, surprised. How did their game against the Packers pan out, Magrama? Not well. See him in the, see him in the, <laughs> see him in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Oh, I noted how they played. <laughs> yeah, Niners did not play well against the Packers, but you know. I agree with Cole. I think it might be the Packers. I think they might be the best team. Wow, I disagree completely, but I appreciate the opinion. Well, yeah, we're all about opinions here. Cardinals, I think it could easily change when the Cardinals get healthy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we talked about it before. They've. <laughs> what was that? 
They what won games the with Cole McCoy, which is crazy. James Conner is coming to his own. Obviously, they still have injuries, like you said, but they do get healthy. They they might they just might take it away. Um, being the team that they are with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, um, Buda Baker on the defensive side, um, James Conner absolutely lighting him up with Chase Edmonds on IR. Absolutely. I uh, uh, want to hear something tragic. I had Connor. I had Connor on my fantasy team. I he played so bad the first two games that I released him, and then of course week three. Hello, <laughs> hello. That's why you. That's why you, That's why you had to give your team at least three weeks to gel. Because for me, I started zero and three. <laughs> now I'm seven and four in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep with it. No, no. I'm seven and four also. I um I believe I'm eight and four in uh one league and then five hundred in the other. How are you eight and four? You must have had oh, you are. to play out games one week. 13. You're right. I think I'm eight and four also actually. I am eight What's and four. Yeah. Well I'm seven and four because my playoffs are two weeks long. My playoffs oh, well. go until the last game of the season, and I'm yeah. pissed about it. The right. fucking oh, championship. Like, that, that sounds like ass. Yeah, I can't wait to be. I can't wait to be fucking starting to attack of Viola as quarterback because Josh Allen's gonna be on a bye for not playing. <laughs> Jesus. Lol. Tua can't throw the ball ten rounds, ten yards downfield. Tag of Viola. No, no, no. Whoa, Tua, hey, the Dolphins are in a win right now. So hey, give them the a break. Yeah, right. yeah. I can tell you, you can't who's not leading them the victories. It's Tua. That guy. I feel bad for. Hey. I feel bad for the. I feel they're bad for three, the Dolphins. They're, they're on a three-game win streak, dude. You better, you better stop your mouth right they're now. They're eating up. They're eating up. I feel bad for they're the Dolphins. They're eating up, dude. Even though Justin they're, Herbert they're hasn't been, Justin Herbert hasn't been they're great this who? year, but he hasn't been the best. Hold on. Who'd rather have before, Herbert or Tua? Before you go further with that, before Herbert, you what go the fuck? further Thank with you. that, hold on, hold the phone there. <laughs> Hang on, let me look this up. Herbert is, according to ESPN Fantasy, he is the number three position ranked at quarterback. Yeah, I'm talking about not fantasy wise, actual play in real life. Uh, um, he's had some bad games. He's had yeah. some bad games. He's had, he's had he's put up a lot of stats, but like he hasn't been he hasn't been bad. I'm not saying that. Has been. Great. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Sleeper in fantasy this week. It's fucking Tom Brady. Don't even fucking at me. I fucking hate you. Yeah, that Jonathan Taylor <laughs> guy. Yeah, he might be a worth a start. You might want to put him on your team. Uh, All right. All right. Um, uh, sleeper this week is uh, Patrick Mahomes for me. Save it. Save it for fantasy, dude. Shut the fuck up. Let's talk about. Um, <laughs> let me go over the week eleven picks because we took a break, Jake and I. And then Jake, make sure you have the the music cued after this. <clears throat> yep. Um. Records wise, uh, Cole is uh, sixteen and nine. Nice. Cole. Jake Frankel is uh, nineteen and fourteen. No, three and fifteen. This is this is before the update. Okay. Okay. Nineteen well. and fourteen. Prior to going down break, we both went four and one. Jake and I are battling right now. I have a one game lead. I'm twenty and thirteen. But yes, here we go. Week 13, we're back. The sounds are back. Niners have won three straight, which means we're happy. And when we're happy, you hear this music when we do picks. Thursday Night Football, Cowboys, Saints, Trevor Simeon, Battle of Great Quarterbacks. 
Marcus Simeon. Cole, who do you have one in this game? <laughs> Give me them boys. Them boys, yep. I agree. I got the boys winning as well. James, who do you have one in this game? Give me the Cowboys, baby. Wow, three for three. Can we go four for four? Kimbro, who I like, do you have? I like the boys. There we go. Oh, dude, let him ask you the question first, damn it. That's all right. <laughs> Moving on to the game of the week. Niners versus the Miracle Man. I rehab my finger 18 hours a day. Russell Wilson. Cole, who do you have winning this game? Kyle Shanahan's still a jackass, but give me the Niners. Yeah, speaking of jackasses, Henry Ruggs. Moving on. I got the Niners winning as well. James, who do you have winning this game? <laughs> That's terrible. Give me the Niners. Oh, good pick. <laughs> three for three again. Can we go four for four? Kimbro, who do you have? Bang, bang. That's all I'm going to say. There we go. He has the Saints. He has the Seahawks. I mean, none the Niners. I'm joking. Moving on. <laughs> Sunday Night Football. Chiefs. This is a pretty good game. Pretty big. Well, pretty big game. I'm not sure it's going to be good or not. Because Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> oh, my God. I might be sick saying his name. Teddy Bridgewater might be starting quarterback, which that's not anything you want to have people go through. Against Patrick Mahomes and the upstart Chiefs. Who's a sleeper this week in fantasy, for those who don't know. Cole, what do you have winning? I don't know if you've heard of this guy. I got him from McGrama's uh, sleeper list, but uh, Patrick Mahomes is pretty good. Yep, and uh, Travis Kelsey, so give me the Chiefs this week, baby. Wow, you just took what I said. Minute yours. Moving on. Actually, not, not moving on to me. I had the Chiefs as well. James, who do you have? Give me Priest Holmes and the Chiefs. Ah, uh, give me Jamal Charles, but not Javon Belcher. I have the Chiefs as well. Oh, I already said that already. Moving on. <laughs> now there's an ad in the music for some reason. You know, I yeah, I didn't get to say mine. That's cool. I'll yeah, like, one second. Now, on now, there's, now there's two 15-second ads on YouTube that I can't skip, apparently, because, you know, fuck my life. So let's wait till the, that ends. Or you can just ask him now. Now nah, the music has to be playing when we do it. We've all agreed on the first 11 picks. Kimbro, can you make it 12 for 12? Nobody has it. There's no way this is real. I'm going Bronchies. Wow. No You're way. crazy. The first You're change. Crazy. Unbelievable. You want to know why? I want to know why. Why not? True. But Moving on. You, gotta, you, you don't know who wins until the game is played. That's all yeah. I'm saying. And sometimes you got to go for something a little, little crisis. Yeah. Moving on now. Since the theme of the day has been killers, Patriots versus Bills, two teams and franchises that are known to you know, have killers on their roster. Cole, what do you have winning this game? <laughs> uh, I love Josh Allen, but I got to go with the Pats here. Mm. I agree. Patriots, six in a row. James, pass that past his ads. James, just like Aaron Hernandez, you've been you've been making oh, a killing baby. this season in picks. Who do you have winning this game? I'm taking the Bills. Mm, the Bills, OJ Simpson as well, another killer. Moving on, Kimbro. Who do you have winning this game? Yeah, you know, I'm betting on the, the old uh, the Pats, baby. Mm, good pick. Moving on. 
Lock of the week. No murderers on no murderers on this on these two teams in history. But we do have a coach I who likes grinding on twenty year olds. Cole, what do you have one in this game? Or who's your lock of the well, week? What the hell am I talking about? I think the Rams are gonna take the Jags, lock it in. Mm. I had the Colts over the Houston Texans. Because the Texans are terrible. James, I'm sure you picked a really tough game here. Who do you who do you have one in your lock of the week? So you're gonna you're gonna say that when Colts took the same game as me? What the fuck? <laughs> well, Reverb, you've been known to take the easy games in the lock of the week. So who do you have one yeah, of this game? I'm taking Rams over Jags, you fuck ass. The Jags. Trevor Lawrence been kind of a disappointment this year. Um But yeah. Kimbra. What's your lock of the week? I'm going Bucks over Falcons. In Tampa. Good team. They're not spelled that Yeah, QB might have a future in this league, but they have a Buccaneers. Some Brady guy? I don't know who he is, but you know, he might be good. Um, moving on. Upset alert. I don't know what. Okay. Cool. What's your upset alert? <clears throat> upset alert. I was initially going to pick the Chargers over the Browns. Or, no, sorry. Whatever the fuck Reverb picked, it was the same one I was. So I'm going different. I'm taking the Jets over the Eagles. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure James probably picked a teammate that's 8-3 against a 9-2 team. So it will be an upset alert. fuck deleted it. <laughs> my upset pick until James figures it out. Um, I had the Chargers over the Browns. Browns, for some reason, are favorites. I don't understand it. but The Browns are good, dude. I had the Chargers winning this game. <laughs> James, what's your upset alert? Um, I'm taking the Lions over the Vikings. Uh, uh. What? 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 Because why? Because, because, just because. I want to take the Lions over the Vikings. What do you mean? When the Lions get their first win? Hmm. Question mark? Interesting pick. Kimbro, what's your upset alert of the week? Uh, <laughs> Lions over Vikings. Why not? Mm. Let's see what happens. Yeah, you know. Fuck it. True. And that is your week 13 NFL picks. Let's hope we all go undefeated, which is impossible, but we all come close to it. That's a pick. I don't know how to spell. Yeah, we know that. Or pick games. Moving on. Cole, it's time for your... Is this the Krusty Krab? It's time for your fantasy pick. James Lockaden. Cole, fantasy guys of the week. Who do you have as your fantasy starters? Or fancy uh, must starts. Week, uh, <clears throat> this week, yes. See Josh Allen kind of get things rolling there with that reignited offense that they got going on in Buffalo, featuring Matt Burrito, former Niner. I know you guys would love that. What another legend. Um, running backs, uh, with JD McKissick, a little banged up. I will say I do like Antonio Gibson. Just a side note, he's on my fantasy team, so don't count on it. I'm being optimistic this week for some ungodly reason. Um, and then I followed you guys with Elijah Mitchell. Um, you know, plus matchup, been stud. Um, I mean, Gibson had a good week last week. He did. He was stellar. He was fantastic. But Kyle Shanahan... Oh God! Here we go. Everything. Um, not gonna deep, not gonna dive too deep into that. 
Uh, receivers this week, I like a little bit of Scary Terry. Um, you missed someone. You know my fantasy team. Oh. Uh, no, this is – I didn't put – James, you wrote that, okay? No, I didn't. You missed someone. I don't know. I don't know how many V&D drinks you've had, but let me tell you, <laughs> I did not write that. You put Rashad Penny, I think, and I changed it for you. No, I, I did not put Rashad Penny. <laughs> I did not put Rashad Penny at all. That's you're disgusting. One, Why would you put Rashad Penny there? Dude, dude you're the one who fucking typed that. I did not say it. That wasn't me, dude. Dude, don't take words out of my mouth. Travis Homer. Jesus. My God. Um. So, James is James not allowed to use keyboards anymore. Fun fact for you guys. Um. But receivers this week, I do like Scary Terry. Um, I also like DK Metcalf. I think then Seattle's going to drop a little behind and have to throw. Um, and also, instant regret, I picked Brandon Ayuk. We talked about it earlier. I hate pe- picking people on the Niners because of Kosh Anahan. Um, <laughs> but that's just me. Um, tight ends of, that are noteworthy in my mind would probably also be a Niner. Um, I think Seattle's pretty terrible this year, so... That's a bold take. Um, I would I would say that George Kittle would also be looking at some extra targets with Debo out along with mm-hmm. Ayuk. And plus, so that's the reasoning I picked those. And plus, Kittle's going against uh, Blitz Boy. What? Jamal Adams, Blitz Boy. Is that, that's all he does. He can't oh, defend. True. All he does is blitz. <clears throat> he had an yeah. interception last game. Yeah. Lol. Lol. Well, you know, a broken clock's right twice a day. You know. God, you're the worst. Jesus. What? You're actually the worst. Broken clocks right twice a day. Alright, new segment. Jake, take it away. Yes, it's time for a new segment. I was scrolling on TikTok. Big fan of that app. And I saw this TikTok of a guy saying, guys could spend hours talking about old NFL players and have a great time. And it got me to think, how can we implement that into an episode? Well, new segment. It is called, Hey, do you remember? You're probably wondering, what what does this mean? Well, we all decided to name a random NFL player that we have in our heads, haven't told anyone yet. And we're going to see if we know any information about them. For example, this is not mine. This is an example I made. Former teams they played on, college, what position, and how we know them. For example, Ashley Lalee was a first-round pick out of Hawaii in 2004, I believe, of the Denver Broncos. He played at the Niners, Raiders, Falcons, and Chiefs. So what we're going to do, we're going to name the guy, try to think what college he went to, maybe what round he was drafted in, what teams he played for, and try to determine who that player is. So if I said Hawaii, first-round pick, play for these teams, you'd say Ashley Lilly. That's the segment. And that's what we're going to try today. So, James, do you want to go first? So am I naming my guy first? No. What I'm doing? You tell us information about your player, and we try to think who it is. Okay, okay, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go. Okay. Yeah. So this guy, he actually played at two colleges. Hmm. He played at San Diego State and also Cal Poly. Hmm, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, he went undrafted in 2003. Okay. The teams he played for. 
no particular order, all right? This is, I'm just going to name the teams. 49ers, Lions, Jags, Chargers. Three time Pro Bowler. Hmm. Wide receiver, predominantly played on special teams. He played for the Niners, Jags. <clears throat> Oh, wow. 2003? Cal Poly? In San yep. Diego State. Did he know this guy, too? I have no fucking clue. It has to be a kick return. Uh, it has to be a kick return. I have, I have no clue. Wow, this is this is stumping me. Oh, my. What position did he play? Pri- pri- receiver. Primary Receiver. <laughs> 45 receptions, 766 receiving yards, 5 TDs. In his career. But, but, he had a total of 141 tackles. So he has to, he has to be a gunner of some sort. Oh, I think I know who it is. Is it Kasim Osgood? <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> knew it. <laughs> Jesus. How I knew that? I don't 49, know. I <clears throat> 49er legend. 49er legend, Kasim Osgood, who was once signed by the Niners, cut before week one, re-signed, cut again after week two, re-signed for week three, and stayed on the team. Fun fact. Absolute, absolute stud. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, Cole, what's your, give us some information about your player, and do we remember him? Uh, all right. So, this player... Right here was drafted first round, uh, the number 30th pick in 2010. He had a very short NFL career, but it was explosive. He was running back at Cal and continued to play running back for the Detroit Lions. It's Javid Best. Javid Best. Fuck you, goddammit. Javid Best. (laughs) Go, baby. Yeah, so basically, I just thought about it in terms of like former fantasy. I was like, Oh, I remember when I had him like that one year because I think he had like one ridiculous game. He was so good. He scored like forty points. Oh my god! Yeah, he's very. I remember watching. I don't know. Remember who Cal was playing? Oregon State. When he let, when he landed in the end zone. I think it was Oregon State. Yeah, I he was, got the concussion. <laughs> I was I was so shook. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, this guy was literally like. The original Raheem Mostert, where he's like never healthy, but when he touches the ball, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, it's absolutely incredible when he touches the ball. Yeah, unfortunately, 100%. concussions made him force him to retire in his second year for the Lions. Um, but yeah, fun, uh, fun little factoid. I knew you guys would get that one because Cal. I, I like that one though. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um. All right, Kimbrough. Kimbrough, you, Kimbrough, you go. Uh, right. Do we remember right. your guy? I do. Nice. Alright. Uh he was uh or is is was he's a football player. Uh <laughs> wow. He, he wow. was uh he went to Kentucky, Kentucky. Uh has played on a few teams, was known as a pretty uh pretty good player at his position back in the day. Um he has played for the Packers, the Cowboys, the Texans. And um, used to used to return 
uh, punts and kickoffs and then was kind of a beast. And they're like, we should probably protect this guy. Has been in the league since 2011. Like I said, went to Kentucky, Is second round overall pick. Yep. It's Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, yeah. Ah, I fucking knew it. Yep. <laughs> I, have, I have another one, if I can do another one. Yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll do mine last because mine's might be kind of hard. Pause. Really? Okay, okay. Wow, this is kind of crazy. I didn't know this was going to happen. No, my, my guy yeah. also went to Kentucky. Hmm. Wow. Thanks for the Bills, Niners, Chargers. Bills, Niners, Chargers? 2008 draft. Okay. Round seven, pick 224. Whoa. 2008, round seven. 2008 was Niners. They drafted Kenton Balmer. Oh. Trying to think of that draft was Manny. No, it was Kenton Balmer. <clears throat> they traded back like multiple times. Three hundred and eighty-one um, receptions, four thousand seven hundred sixty-four receiving yards, thirty-four receiving touchdowns. What college? Kentucky. I said Kentucky. 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 Receiver. Oh my God. I have no idea. From 2008 draft? Yes. Kentucky. Chargers, Niners, Bills. Oh. Number 13. Number 13, Stevie Johnson. Who? Stevie Johnson? Yes. Yeah, I remember him. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, he was... He, he had a stint there on Buffalo. That was pretty hot for In a second. In the Bills, he was so fucking good. He had three. Yeah, he had, I like yeah. him on the Bills. He had three 1,000 receiving yard seasons in a row. Then the Niners got him with Anquan Bolden, Michael Crabtree, <coughs> Vernon Davis, Frank Gore, Carlos Hyde, and he, he was pretty shit. bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty bad. Yeah, so now it's my turn. Now, my, my guy might be tough, but once you hear the name, you're going to be like, oh, I remember him. So here's my guy. Played 17 seasons in the National Football League. Out of Virginia. Was drafted in the third round, pick 90 by the Atlanta Falcons. Was a two-time Pro Bowler. Once led the league in passing yards. Also, set a dubious record for most consecutive weeks with a pick six. Who could, he, who could this guy be? Wait, say that. Wait, say that one. <clears throat> say, wait, what? Say that again. All right, he played 17 seasons in the National Football League. Drafted in the third okay. round, pick 90 by the Atlanta Falcons out of Virginia. What year? Uh, year 2004. So he's still in the. Okay, so he's still playing. No, he's not playing okay. anymore. I think he's, he retired this year. So okay. my, yeah, so yeah, Virginia drafted third round pick 90, two-time Pro Bowler, once led the league in passing yards, and also set the record for most pick, six, pick sixes in consecutive weeks with four. Who is this player? Did he, he went, went to did, Virginia? Did he, Virginia. He went to Virginia? He's a quarterback. Did he, play, did he ever play for the Niners? No. He Wait, played for yeah, the what, what team Texans or no? He played for the Falcons, Texans, Raiders, Ravens, and Falcons again. 
Is it Matt Schaub? Yes, it is. Why do I want to say? I wanted to say oh Matt. My it's Matt Schaub. Yeah. Wow, Matt Schaub. Wow. That's a good one. Matt Schaub. Testing me there. He didn't play for the Niners, Reaver, but he did have a stint with Kyle Shanahan for multiple years. And that was basically the first that was the first quarterback where people were like, who's this Kyle Shanahan guy? Because who the hell was Matt Schaub? And Matt Schaub led the league in passing yards one season somehow. You know who I was thinking when you were saying all this? You know, was like, you know who was it? You know who was a good one that Matt Schaub got the throw to for a long time with the Texans? Andre Johnson. Andre fucking Johnson. I love it. Andre fucking Johnson. And Arian Foster. Get the shit out of Courtland Finnegan. Yeah, I was about to say that. (laughs) Wait, but who's the player you're thinking of, James? I was thinking about Sean Hill. Ah, Sean Hill. Another pretty good backup. Um, But yeah, Uh, Matt Schaub. Former 49er. What a guy. Yeah, Matt Matt Schaub. One great year. It was it was when you said the Raiders is when you got me because I was like we yeah. had Schaub for like a season or two. I was yeah, like, they, the I Raiders signed it. him. He played eleven yep. games. Well, he was in eleven games. Zero starts. Went five for ten with fifty-seven yards and two interceptions. And that was the year they drafted Derek Carr, who then started the season over him. Yep. Wow, that, that was a good one, Jay. That, that was a good, good segment. That, that was a good one. That's that's that a dub segment, I think. That's 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 a good one. I like that one. Matt Schaub, cock ass. I'm gonna come back with a really tough one next week, boys. Oh, we need that. We need a tough one. Who's later on the show next week, bro? Huh? What? Yeah, Reverb does the guests. I do the. Recording. Oh, I'm just saying the next time we're on or I'm here. Okay. All right. I have one more. Just because. Okay. Also, Cole, it depends if the Do Niners it. win next week. Then we might have an episode. They lose, we won't. If they win, we won't have one. <laughs> Go ahead, James. I'll save this one. I'll, I'll, I'll save this one. I'll save this one. No, no, no. Say it. Say it. Say Go it. ahead. I want to hear it now. Say it. Say it. Say yeah. it. All right. Fine, 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 fine. Quarterback. He went to Washington. Twenty eleven draft. I already know it. Jake Locker. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> that was quick. Washington twenty eleven draft. Also in that twenty eleven draft, it was Cam Newton. Look at this murderer's row. Cam Newton was pretty good. Jesus Christ. Then it was <laughs> Blaine Gabbert, Jake Locker. Oh. Colin Kaepernick, Andy Dalton, Shout out Nevada. in that draft. Those are the first five quarterbacks drafted. <laughs> and Walker played, I think, three, four years, then retired due to concussion concerns. Yep. Yeah. And wow. then Blaine Gabbert did nothing on the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was on the Niners. Also didn't do anything for the also, Niners either. He's fucking dog shit. But Blaine Gabbert, Super Bowl champion. That is true. He did. Last year. Was. Anything else after the episode, fellas? No, that will be it for me. All right, perfect. Well, thank you for listening to the BA Podcast. As your co-host, James, with Jake, recurring guest, Cole, and special guest, Jake Kimbrough. Skirt! Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the BA Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at underscore BA Podcast 1. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Spotify and SoundCloud. And also subscribe to us on the podcast app. Yep. Like and subscribe.
yep, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, do have 50 times to gain the system. We'll check and learn in the industry for the past 46 months. Let's get a Top 200 Podcast Worldwide. We will take Top 200 Podcast Sports and Recreation. But as you know, we shoot for the Starts in the Bay Podcast. Go to Top 200 Podcast Worldwide. Do that. Give you a five. Set that for today's episode. James. Go balls. You won't like and subscribe. Bye. Tell me your chesticles. That's a good way to end it. Yeah.